desire to enter a whole new dimension. It's a view from space with the Spaceman. Only on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. If you're listening on 640 Toronto on your radio or if you're in front of your PC or your Mac and are logged on to 640toronto.com, the live streaming audio. I owe this 9 o'clock start to the blizzard out there, maybe a bit of a friend of mine. Toronto Rock were to play Philadelphia in Philadelphia this evening. But uh, Pennsylvania is getting socked with the same thing we are, only a little harder. And since when has this show ever started on time? Every time, anyway. It's a show that's been moved around more times than any other. I have been actually removed from the airwaves three times. And put back on four. You're blowing the brass away here at 640 Toronto with your comments on our blog that we have on 640toronto.com, our great website. And I encourage you to log in sometime and uh, read it and participate. So George W. got inaugurated one more time. I don't know if you've seen the inauguration, and I don't know if you have seen what I saw in it, but you will definitely hear about it tonight. He's a Skull and Bones president. Sometime in the early 1830s, a Yale student named William H. Russell, the future valedictorian of the class of 1833, traveled to Germany to study for a year, just a year, he came from an incredibly wealthy family that ran into one of the United States' most despicable business organizations of the 19th century. Russell and Company, an opium empire, obviously, with ties to British royalty, who own the opium empire. Russell would later become a member of the Connecticut State Legislature. And also... Uh, the general of the National Guard, the founder of the Collegiate and Commercial Institute in New Haven. While he was in Germany, Russell made friends with the leader of an insidious German secret society that hailed the Death's Head as its logo. Russell soon became caught up in this group, itself a sinister outgrowth of that notorious 18th century society known as the Illuminati. And when Willie Russell returned to the U.S., he found an atmosphere so anti-Masonic that even his old Phi Beta Kappa honor society had been stripped unceremoniously of its secrecy he was absolutely incensed at this 
because it's their source of power, base of power. Secrecy is a base of power. Russell rounded up a group of the most promising students in this class, including Alfonso Taft, who, by the way, became the future Secretary of War, the Attorney General, Minister to Austria also, an ambassador to Russia, and the father of a future president, William Howard Taft. And out of this vengeance, he constructed the most powerful secret society in the United States. They called their organization the Brotherhood of Death, or as you and I know it today, the Order of the Skull and Bones. You see, they used to move their heroin, opium, from China to the markets in the West with the clipper ships, of course, owned by British royalty, and the flag was the skull and crossbones. What you know today is, and grew up as a kid watching cartoons, as the pirate flag. But it was not a pirate flag. It was the clipper ship's flag for moving opium. It was the British East India Company's flags at sea. So they called the order Skull and Bones. And they adopted that numerological symbol 322-322 because their group was the second chapter of the German organization that was founded in 1832. So they just stuck on an extra two. They took the last two digits of the year, 1832, and because it was the second chapter, as I said, they tacked on the two. That's how we get 322. And they worship the goddess Eulogia. They celebrated pirates and coveted plots for an underground conspiracy to dominate the world. 170 years later, Skull and Bones has wrapped its tentacles into every reach of American society and the world. This tiny club has set up networks that have put more powerful political leaders in position in the world than any other secret organization. And its power is only increasing. The 04 presidential election showcased for the first time two bonesmen, Bush and Kerry. And if you've been listening to A View from Space on 640 Toronto, I told you all about that. Leading up to their election. Yale University. Skull and Bones. Another president from that fraternity. Inaugurated again for a second four years. Did you see what I saw? the inauguration 
Let's compare notes. Coming up, I'll get right into it. It's a view from space on 640 Toronto. I'm the guy they call Space on 640 Toronto. I'm talking about Skull and Bones and the inauguration of President Bush tonight and a few things that I noticed in the inauguration. A lot of people uh, noticed the devil horns. And you couldn't help but notice that. All the females in the Bush family were uh, almost looked to me like they were taunting the crowd with the devil horns I'll get to that later but first of all I want to start off with the time of day that he was inaugurated so I've heard George W. is a stickler for punctuality and the 20th amendment of the American Constitution provides that the term of president ends precisely at noon on the 20th day of January when the term of the successor begins. By tradition, the oath of office is administered exactly at the stroke of noon. Now, let me just say that at Skull and Bones, they actually work on a very different time than the rest of us do. They operate on Skull and Bones time, which is five minutes ahead of the time in the rest of the world. And they refer to this time as barbarian time. That just pops up in my mind. Isn't there something about barbarian? Here come the barbarians. Lately in the media, it's just, that's one of those planted things that they put in your mind and I'm not sure if it's a movie, a documentary, or a television show, or what it is. But Here Come the Barbarians was the name, and it's in my mind already. It's been put in there. But that's what they refer to their five minutes ahead of the rest of the world time. It's called Barbarian Time. Now getting back to the stickler for punctuality, George W., Remember, the 20th Amendment of the Constitution provides the term of president ends exactly at 12 noon. The oath of office is administered exactly at noon. This time around, George Bush took the oath at 11.56 a.m., four minutes early. First, Bush had to wait for Dick Cheney to take his oath. which put it right on 
the Skull and Bones standard time, which is five minutes early. So Dick took a minute. W started at four minutes early. Putting them on Bones time. Did you pick up on that? That started it all off. Inaugurated second term, January 20th, 2005. Not at 12 noon, at 11.56. And Dick Cheney taking the oath just before puts us at exactly five minutes before the hour. Barbarian time. You can just imagine what is going to be happening in this year of 2005, 2006, his second year of term in office, and 2007, and 2008. These next four years are going to be prophetically dangerous. And it's in the speech. Let's move to that. It's a view from space on 640 Toronto. Bush inauguration. Skull and Bones inauguration. For the first time ever, Bush allied his administration with the Founding Fathers' ultimate goal of a new world order. Sure, I'll give you the fact that he did not say New World Order, but he did use a phrase that's very similar. Here's the exact quote. We go forward with complete confidence in the eventual triumph of freedom when our founding fathers declared a new order of the ages. They were acting on an ancient hope that is meant to be fulfilled. History has an ebb and flow of justice, but history also has a visible direction set by liberty, and the author of liberty. Now, you've got to admit to me, new order of the ages is pretty close to the new world order. Would you not agree? He announced toward the end of his address that he's pointing his second term in the same direction, going forward, as the founding fathers originally intended when they founded the United States of America, July 4th, 1776, a Masonic experiment to bring the entire world into the New World Order. What was their ultimate goal for the New World Order? It's identified on the back of their $1 bill as Novus Ordo Suclorum. The ultimate goal of this historical drive is to produce the one world system of government, economy, and religion so their Masonic Christ, their New Age Christ, can appear on the world scene and take control. This critically important message that W gave the world, because the world was watching, was that his second four years was going to proceed full speed ahead 
to achieve that historic objective that the founding Masonic Fathers envisioned. So, does this mean the world's entered into a decisive phase in this painstakingly long road the Illuminati has been traveling? Setting up the appearance of the Antichrist? If that's the meaning Bush is sending us, that means we are going to go through the final birth pangs which will bring about the Third World War, which will produce the Antichrist. And I believe now and have said before on 640 Toronto, a view from space, the Third World War is already underway. It's economic and it's psychological at the moment, using silent weapons, placing thoughts in your mind through movies, through newscasts. Things they're getting you used to. Like massive deaths. The tsunami was to get you used to massive deaths. Because there are more coming. Much more. The critically important message that W gave the world was shot around the world. They were showcased on the world stage, not just an American stage, at that inauguration. And he laid down what he wanted to do. Anyone that stands in the way of the New World Order will be crushed. But what else would you expect from a Skull and Bones president? Then, Bush says one more common phrase found in Satanism. That's coming up. It's the Spaceman on 640 Toronto with a view from space. Back with more on the Bush inauguration in a moment. they call space and there's a really good reason get ready to find out things you never knew and be amazed by what you should know it's a view from space on the new mojo radio 640 toronto Toronto on a view from space. George Bush inauguration, if you missed the opening half hour of the show tonight. They're working on barbarian time. That's what they call it at Skull and Bones. The Yale Secret Society, where they were inducted into this horrific secret society. They stay five minutes ahead of time. 
that the rest of the world is on. And George W. was inaugurated at four minutes before the hour of 12 noon, when their Constitution clearly states that at 12 noon, the new president, the successor, the one who wins the election, is to be sworn in. Dick Cheney went first at five minutes before the hour. George W. a minute later at four before the hour of noon. They went early. Did your mainstream media, did your monopoly media present that to you? Did they tell you that they broke a law by going five minutes early? No, they didn't. Because you see, the scum bones controls the media. The Illuminati control all the corporations. And if they don't control a particular corporation, they control the money. So that gives them ultimate control. As soon as these initiates are allowed into the tomb, their headquarters at Yale, room 322, it's a dark, windowless crypt in New Haven, Connecticut, with a roof, by the way, that serves as a landing pad for the society's private chopper. They're sworn to silence. And, of course, told they must forever deny that they are members of the organization. The initiation involves ritualistic psychological conditioning. Just to give you a little insight, the juniors wrestle in mud and are physically beaten. And that's part of the ceremony that's supposed to represent their death to the world as they have known it. Then they lie naked in a co coffin, masturbate, and reveal to the society's members their innermost sexual secrets. And after this cleansing, they call it, the bonesman is given the initiate's robe to represent their new identities as individuals with a higher purpose. The society anoints the initiate with a new name. George W. is called Temp for temporary. It symbolizes rebirth and rechristening as a knight, a member of the order. And it's during this initiation that new members are introduced into the tomb's artifacts. This will almost make your skin crawl. They have in their possession Nazi memorabilia, including a set of Hitler's silverware. Dozens of skulls. Coffins, skeletons, innards, yes, guts. This is the culture of death leaders, after all. Culture of death is what we're living in. They are also interest, introduced to the Bones Whore, the, to, the tomb's only full-time resident, who helps to ensure that the Bozeman leave the tomb more mature than when they entered.
They make sacrifices to society. They're threatened with blackmail, so they remain loyal. And they make you do things so that you will never talk. So George W., not only using barbarian time, skull and bones time, to get inaugurated this time around, since he no longer needs to face the voters, he's going to launch into an incredible four years coming up. And he used a, a common phrase, only found in Satanism at a speech where he was on, on the 19th. That would be on the Tuesday of this week. He was thanking the military and the guests at a Celebration of Freedom concert. And here's the quote. But I will speak about freedom. This is the cause that unites our country and gives hope to the world and will lead us to a future of peace. We have a calling from beyond the stars to stand for freedom, and America will always be faithful to that cause. This, this group of words, this phrase, from beyond the stars, is definitely not found in the Bible, so it's not Christian. What's more, it's not commonly thrown about in American culture from beyond the stars. So, where did it come from? Well, you've probably already got an idea. It comes from illuminized Satanism. Check this out. The quote is, The amulet that I held in my hand and hold to this very day around my neck as I write these words is this. Of the three symbols carved, the first is a sign of our race from beyond the stars and is called Ara. In the tongue of the scribe who taught it to me, an emissary of the elder ones, in the tongue of the eldest city of Babylon, it was Ur. It is the sigil that's a sign, word, or a device held to have occult power in astrology or magic. It is the sigil of the covenant of the elder gods and will not forget us. They have sworn. End of quote. This is taken right from the Necronomicon an ancient writing pertaining to occult, mystical, and spiritual subjects. And the first fact that you can take from this quote from the Necronomicon is that this group of words comes from ancient Babylon, that city and religious system cursed by God many times over in the Old and New Testaments. But Freemasonry in all its forms, including Skull and Bones, pays great homage and honor to Babylon, don't they? And admit over and over again that they're 
ancient mysteries comes directly from the ancient pagan systems of Babylon and Egypt. See, the Illuminati clearly sees their plan to establish the New World Order and bring about the Antichrist comes from supernatural beings who come from beyond the stars. America's Masonic founding fathers had this vision in mind, too. They studied the same Illuminized Satanism. They've always believed that their establishment of that country, America, to our South, was a, a project taken in cooperation with high spiritual beings from beyond the stars. In fact, that is exactly the symbolism of the all-seeing eye hovering over the unfinished pyramid on the back of the American dollar bill. The god Horus, Lucifer, is hovering over the unfinished work on Earth, being carried out to change the world so the Masonic Christ may appear. And you notice there is a gap. And the capstone is not yet set down on the pyramid in the back of the dollar. So Bush is going back to his Masonic roots in a couple of ways during that inauguration you saw on Thursday, if you saw it. And by a statement that he is going forward with the original Founding Fathers concept of a new order of the ages, a new world order, and by his quote of the phrase, a, a calling from beyond the stars, originates in Illuministic Satanism. See, Freemasons fervently believe the Masonic Christ will appear on earth because of their efforts. And you can be sure that George W. is telling the world that his actions during his second term will be taken in order to further that original Illuminati goal. I find those two statements incredibly revealing. They tell the true goals and beliefs of that man. And we haven't even got to the devil horns that the girls were flashing, actually taunting the world as the television cameras from all over the world were watching. It's a spaceman. It's a view from space with more coming up on 640 Toronto. Barbarian time, as the Skull and Bones members always operate five minutes ahead of everyone else in the world. And so Corey emails me. By the way, emails are uh, accepted at spaceman at 640toronto.com or just simply space at 640toronto.com. Corey writes, hey, Gary, your mentioning of the barbarian time brings to mind 
about the last month and a half of the Discovery Channel's constant advertising of the documentary about barbarians. And they constantly used the phrase, the barbarians are coming. And that's where I got it planted in my head from. He goes on to say, in this deep, fear-inducing voice, they were saying, the barbarians are coming. And the start date of the show began January 19th, the day before the inauguration. That was on the Discovery Channel. Illuminati-controlled. BBC figures prominently in their setup. By the way, uh, just as an aside, BBC also used to own Al Jazeera before they gave it over to the Arab world to be the voice of the Arabs. So you can imagine who is still controlling Al Jazeera, where you can always get your daily dose of chopped heads. The latest Osama tapes. Occasionally, Al Zarqawi appearing. You're being fed these things. Just like they fed my mind on the barbarians are coming, and I couldn't click on what it was, but it was in the back of my mind. It's planted, then nurtured. And many of these symbols that we get in our head are leading us to have an acceptance of what our future holds, which is what they're bringing to us. Disasters don't just happen out of the blue anymore. They're now caused. And they're on a timeline. And it looks like the timeline for the golden age, the age of Aquarius, to really take hold is 2012, December 21st, when the sun rises. Because it's written in the stars. You see, many of the ancient many of the ancient um, symbols and stories and, and history has been written on rock and it deteriorates in time. But the ancient mystery Babylonian religion and the ancient mystery Egyptian religion is written in the stars and you can't erase that. They call it the night of a thousand lights. When the Aquarian age actually begins. And the timeline looks like it's 2012. I don't know that for sure. I do know the Mayan calendar runs out. In 2012, December 21st, by our calendar. A view from space, 640 Toronto. Back to the skull and bones 
inauguration. When Bush faced the obelisk, which is the Washington Monument in the mall there during his inauguration, and by the way, you can draw a straight line from the podium on which he spoke straight down the mall facing the obelisk. He was looking right at it. He sent a message to every single occult follower throughout the world that his second administration is going to continue the drive to the New World Order. That's implied by this incredibly horrific pagan Egyptian obelisk. The Vatican has one. In its front door. That's never been explained and can't be explained. It's the obelisk of Caligula, one of the sickest Roman Caesars of all time. Bush's message by facing that obelisk is really the same as his coded message that I referred to when he talked about the new order of the ages and from beyond the stars did you see these things in that inauguration too? It's a spaceman at 640 Toronto, 416-870-6400, star 640 in your cell. Emails, spaceman at 640toronto.com or space at 640toronto.com. There's more. Your news, your views, your city. This is 640 Toronto, last time on The Stafford Show. Sanjeev Kumar is a spokesperson for the Harjit Singh family. He's also the president of the Human Rights Action Committee, uh, and he joins us now. We have gone through a few documentations, and uh, it shows uh, the way he's getting removed from this country. Uh, that is uh, not legal, that is not fair, and that is uh, uh, going, I mean, uh, the injustice is being done. If he has done certain uh, wrong things, or his son has done certain wrong things, or the credit card issue or whatever, those are not the issue for his, uh, 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 his uh, deportation here. The issue is the way he is getting deported. It's McLeod for Stafford No More. Mike's back next time on The Stafford Show. It's a call for help Monday. That and more of the stories behind Toronto's headlines next time. The Stafford Show, weekdays at 2 on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Listen online at 640toronto.com. It was a Tuesday afternoon, approximately 3 p.m., when we received a signal from one of our subscribers. The signal came from a convenience store, and over the two-way voice system, our operator heard a woman ask for help. Guards and police were promptly dispatched, 
and found that an armed robbery had been attempted. The thief was scared off by the live two-way voice system. No property was lost, and there was no personal injury. Attention! This is the Alarm Force Central Station. Identify yourself immediately. Hello, this is Joel Matlin, President of Alarm Force, and I urge you to consider the value of Alarm Force's two-way voice system for your small business. It can protect your property and something much more important, the safety of your staff. Call us today. Learn more about the Alarm Force system and find out how it can be the solution for the security needs of your small business. Call 1-800-267-2001. Alarm Force. Alarm Force is listed on the TSX. Your world is full of guarantees. Parts, service, satisfaction, all guaranteed. Then there's the fine print. You know, only if it's the third Tuesday of the month or the moon is in Aquarius. When it comes to news, when it comes to Toronto's news, information you need right now, the new Mojo Radio 640 Toronto gives you our guarantee. When Toronto news breaks, we'll break in. Everything stops. We don't wait for the next scheduled newscast. Our reporters will be at the scene, on the phone, and on the air immediately with the story. Toronto's guaranteed source for breaking news. Sign up to receive breaking news on your desktop at 640toronto.com. The new Mojo Radio. Your news. Your views. Your city, 640 Toronto. The New Mojo Radio. This is 640 Toronto. From the 24-hour news center, here's what Toronto is talking about. Major problems on Toronto streets after a blast of winter weather and cops looking for three suspects after a double murder in the city. Windy and cold out there with blowing snow. It's minus 30 degrees with the wind chill at 10 o'clock. Good evening. I'm Ashley Murphy. A wicked winter storm that came through Toronto causing dangerous driving in and around the city. We can expect to see 15 centimeters of snow tonight. Things are supposed to clear up around midnight. 640 Toronto. Shauna Hunt tells us this snowstorm is causing delays and cancellations at Pearson Airport along with some messy roads. OPP Sergeant Kim Woolley tells 640 Toronto hundreds of accidents have been reported with many more expected. He says there seems to be a trend this winter. SUV drivers overconfident and we're finding them just deeper in the ditch. Meanwhile, the CAA is dealing with thousands of calls as vehicles are skidding off the road. The wait for assistance is anywhere from 90 minutes to 3 hours. Pearson International is also suggesting flyers to check their status before heading to the airport. You can do so by logging on to triple www.gtaa.com. 40 Toronto News. Toronto police investigating a double murder in the King and Bathurst area after two men were gunned down on the third floor of an apartment building last night. One victim was pronounced dead at the scene while the second died en route to hospital. Investigators are looking for three suspects. Postmortems are scheduled for tomorrow. Advocates for Toronto's mentally ill speaking up against Mayor David Miller's proposed ban on sleeping in Nathan Phillips Square. Right now, police do have the power to force someone into custody if it's believed they are mentally unstable and may injure themselves. Steve Lurie is with the Canadian Mental Health Association. Only under the Mental Health Act, they can then be ordered for up to 72 hours for examination. Laurie says even if the mentally ill are forced out of the cold after that 72 hours, they will likely end up back on the street. Aside from deeming the process inefficient, Laurie also believes the move is unethical and is really the first step toward the criminalization of Toronto's homeless. It's minus 17 degrees, feels like minus 30 at 10.02. Some cancellations in sports tonight thanks to this winter weather. 640 Toronto sports and weather still to come. The doors are closed. The NHL shutdown is on. From your hockey lockout information station, 640 Toronto, here's the very latest. 
With the NHL players locked out, the American Hockey League has now become arguably the top league in the world, and they sure are playing on that fact. Last week, the Hamilton Bulldogs made headlines as they tried to lure former Toronto Maple Leaf Doug Gilmore out of retirement. The offer was in the half-million-dollar range. Generous yet, but Killer still said no. Even without Gilmore, the league will still have plenty of household names around, including Jay Bomeister, Jason Spezza, Matt Stage, and Jordan Tutu, among others. According to league president, the NHL's pain will be the AHL's gain. I'm Jeff Merrick. Now you're caught up. We have updates running five times daily and breaking news when it happens. Check in regularly and listen to our daily lockout show, No Hockey, Monday to Friday at 8 p.m. We are your lockout information station. The new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. 640 Toronto Sports Tonight's Toronto Rock Lacrosse Game in Philadelphia has been cancelled because of the weather. You can catch the Rock in action next Friday here on 640 Toronto when they host Rochester. This storm may also cause problems for the NFL Conference Championships. Both Philly and Pittsburgh are set to host the games tomorrow. Both cities have seen heavy snowfall today and into tonight. For more sports and scores, check out 640Toronto.com. 640 Toronto weather uh, wind chill warning remains in effect. Windy with blowing snow tonight. Should clear up near midnight. A low minus 18. Will feel like minus 30 with the wind chill. Tomorrow sunny with some snowfall in the morning and a high minus 12. It's minus 17 degrees. Feels more like minus 30 at the corner of Young and Dundas at 10.04. I'm Ashling Murphy with Toronto's in-depth news every 30 minutes and breaking news when it happens. The opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect those of the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Prepare for a journey to places you didn't know existed. This is A View from Space with Gary Bell, only on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. A view from space on 640 Toronto. I'm just talking about the Bush inauguration. Or should I say more succinctly, the Skull and Bones inauguration. Facing an obelisk, he told the world what he was going to do. Encoded messages, of course. And most people don't know enough about Satanism or about God's hatred of obelisks to be afraid. And you know what? Most Christians will downplay his facing the Washington obelisk and the one in the square in the Vatican because they've been just so conditioned to accept it as just harmless history. But the Bible records God's hatred of all of Baal's obelisks. President uh, George W. Bush's second inaugural address was a speech that was filled with empty, wonderfully sounding words, meant to satisfy Americans who are totally fooled by him. For example, he used the word freedom a total of 27 times in his very short speech. And around the world, it was not well received. 
including uh, some of America's friends. And it's got to be totally rejected as completely hypocritical by any person who actually thinks for themselves. Even London, England, their staunch ally, had a negative reaction. In the newspaper, The Independent, George Bush's talk of spreading freedom and democracy is a sugar-coated lie, they said. He presented America as the armed wing of Amnesty International was another one of the lines in The Independent in London. He said, All who journey and hopelessness can know the United States will not ignore your oppression or excuse your oppressors. When you stand for your liberty, we will stand with you. As long as the whole regions of the world fester in tyranny, violence will raise a mortal threat. The only force in history that can break the reign of terror is the expansion of human freedom. And that is absolutely con contradictory by what they're doing on the ground. You've got to be honest about it. Remember the old adages, talk is cheap and that your actions are screaming so loud I can't hear a word you're saying? If Bush was serious about exporting democracy and freedom, the best place to start would be the authoritarian regimes he's now helping. He supports and deals weapons to Egypt. That's been under emergency rule for 25 years now. People against the party in power are tortured routinely in Egypt. If you're pro-democracy, you're jailed. And the Saudi crime family who oversee, I don't know if you know this, public beheadings and commit widespread torture with complete impunity. And that's according to Amnesty International. And this same group, the Fods, the Saudi royals, have donated an incredible $1.5 billion to the Bush family. And their buddies, uh, their list of buddies goes on. Uzbekistan, Colombia. Look at Venezuela. Hugo Chavez, supported by the people, an incredibly six times since 1998, with landslide victories. Because he wanted to sell some oil and spread some cash around, Bush threatened him with a regime change just last year. I mean, that's what they did. That's how they can get barrels of oil up to $49. No one's selling oil but the Saudis. 
And let's look at the country where its forward strategy of freedom has been most aggressive. Iraq. The United States Defense Department is, well, according to Newsweek, <laughs> which is Time Warner Company, CNN, is now considering the Salvador option. You know what that is? Sending in death squads. They did that in Salvador, El Salvador in South America. Sending in death squads into Iraq to kill Sunni civilians who make them pay a price for possibly supporting the uh, enemy and holding up the elections. Just some incredible things are happening in Iraq that you never get to hear about. Because the monopoly media is showing you only those things that fits into the plan for the new world order to be implemented. They did it in Vietnam also, sending in the death squads, elite assassination teams. And that's what they're feeding everyone at the box office in the movies, isn't it? The born supremacy. There was another one about a, another, the Manchurian candidate. The most important thing to understand is that the assassination teams always kill innocent people, innocent civilians. There's a, a little over a thousand and some American soldiers have been killed since last March when they went in. You know how many civilians? 22,000. So, it's not a war of two armies. It's a war of an army against civilians. The war is against you and I. To wrap you up in a little fear package so that you will accept every single change of law to strip you of your freedoms, to enslave you. At what price? Well, being safe. Everyone will give up their freedoms to be safe. And you notice all of the news stories after the inauguration that hit the airwaves? 640 Toronto, a view from space. It was about a nuclear attack in America. could be in a suitcase. Guy could bring it on a train. It could, could come in one of the ports. Then they bring on the experts and ask the experts just exactly what are you doing to keep us safe? And they come on and they tell you, but they always say, well, but we could do more. And they're writing all of this change of laws in all the countries around the world on one single event. September 11th, 2001. A lot of mileage out of that day of fire, George W. likes to call it. 
we're getting more of the same. That's a view from space. I'm the guy they call space at 640 Toronto. Where Toronto comes every morning. The John Oakley Show. I'm not being flippant here or too casual about it. I think the fa- see this was intended orig- originally the Stanley Cup as a challenge cup for supremacy in Canada. Let's get back to our roots. If the rest of them want to squabble over, you know, uh, how many millions they're going to divide or billions, as the case may be, then let us at least get back to the integrity of the intent and the spirit of what the Stanley Cup was all about and hockey at the grassroots level. It should not be, as I said earlier, the sole purview of these elitist millionaire and billionaires. Next time on The Oakley Show, Muslim men with multiple marriages living in our midst. How widespread is polygamy in Toronto? And is it time to give them our legal blessing? Toronto firefighters on a cannonball run, and more of the stories behind Toronto's headlines. The John Oakley Show, weekday mornings 5.30 to 10, only on the new Mojo Radio. Your news, your views, your city. 6.40 Toronto. Ever wonder what goes on inside the mind of a professional poker player? Or a more laid-back process? Now you can learn from the world's top pros, the industry experts, and pull up a seat inside the mind of a pro. Attend the Canadian Annual Poker Summit, a one-day conference in Toronto, March 19th. Join the summit and take in this rare opportunity to learn from and tap into the pros' strategies and expertise. Workshops, panel discussions, and more with the World Poker Tour pros. Register now before it's filled. Details at CanadianPokerSummit.com or call 416-538-9700. This could be you. A backpacker fallen in the woods. A batter hit by a bad pitch. Or this could be you, an outreached hand, trained to provide first aid in any situation. Only St. John Ambulance First Aid and CPR training. inauguration, or I should say the Skull and Bones inauguration, five minutes early, he was taking his oath of allegiance, five minutes early, actually it started with Dick Cheney, and then George W. took his at four minutes before noon, when the Constitution clearly states that it must be done at exactly 12 noon. And you know how punctual George W. is. I mean, everything's going according to plan, according to the watch. And of course it was. The thing was, it was barbarian time. That little slang phrase they use at Skull and Bones, Yale University's little secret society, where everyone that comes inside of the building does everything five minutes ahead of time, ahead of the rest of the world. So I've just been talking about America spreading freedom around the world. Actually, they've been using the word liberty. And this is interesting, the word liberty. The sailors use the word liberty. They're at liberty when they're on leave. 
they get their liberty. But it's only for a short time, and then they are back under the command of the ship's captain once again when they return. So liberty is not really the same as freedom. Liberty only means that you can do what you like for a little while. Then you must come back and succumb to the commander's orders. That's why liberty is used more often than freedom. Iraq elections coming up next week. They're having their their registration now. And there's not very many people registering around the world, I'm talking about. Which is a very safe place to uh, vote in the Iraqi election in another country. Because it certainly is going to be very unsafe to be going to the polls on January 30th. And guess where they placed the Canadians? At the polling centers. That's where we are. That's how we're helping them out. Oh, right at ground zeroes. And after they hold that election next week, Iraqis still will have no say in running their own country's economy. It'll be under a U.S. broker deal. The next Iraqi government has to agree to allow the economy to be run by unelected, unaccountable bankers from the International Monetary Fund. And by the way, their debt has been forgiven. But has Indonesia's, has Sri Lanka's? No, but there was a moratorium placed on it. But you know what? You check into that moratorium that they did, and they got you to give all of that money. Got to be billions by now with all of the benefits and all the relief and all of, all of the, the telethons and all of the stars coming out from Elton John to Catherine Zeta-Jones to Michael Douglas to Kevin Spacey to you name it. You too involved. And that moratorium still has the interest being ratcheting up. As it goes, you just don't have to pay right now, but that doesn't stop or freeze the interest that keeps accumulating with this incredible debt. $48 billion for Indonesia. And what are they used for? All they got is a little bit of oil and gas up in Aceh province, and the rest is, well, tourism. Let's face it, sex vacations. I got some of them in my pocket I've been holding on, hoping that I'd get to this. This will blow your mind. Here it is. I, it came this week sometime. The headline was, Toddlers Hard to Find on Indonesia Coast. And the article reads, Aid workers stepping up a measles vaccination campaign for children on the west coast of Indonesia's tsunami-ravaged Aceh province are finding to their horror that few under the age of seven are turning up. Aceh province, the very first place that the Muslim religion took hold in Indonesia, which is the largest Muslim country in the world. 
they're taking their children and putting them into the sex trade. I know where you'll find all those children under seven. You'll find them in Bangkok now being trained, mind manipulated to love having sex with their European customers and their North American customers. And that's what they're doing with the fiercest fighting extremist Muslims in Aceh province's children. That's what they're doing to them. They weren't swept out in the ocean. Can you imagine how many kids were rounded up and taken to the sex slave business? Intentionally targeted was Aceh province just 150 clicks from the epicenter of the quake. Which was a thermonuclear blast knocking a shelf down that gave the tsunami. That was the killer, not the quake. The quake was caused by the thermonuclear device going off. Delivered by, I believe, the United States San Francisco nuclear sub that went aground. Hit a mountaintop, they said. What about your long-distance sonar capabilities? You don't have that? You didn't see the mountaintop coming? One soldier dies. Oh, sorry, sailor. And probably that one sailor that died was the guy who planted the thermonuclear device in the diving bell. Because it's underneath and down under in that shelf. Deepest part of the ocean around in that area. You would have to put the thermonuclear device inside of a bell, a diving bell, so that would would withstand the, some 40,000 pounds per square inch of pressure that the uh, water would put on it. But I'm glad I got that out because I did two shows on the tsunami and I did not cover the sex trade with the children. And that is just horrific. Barely mentioned in the Monopoly media, of course. But can you imagine? The tsunami so smart that it's taking away the seven-year-old and youngers. See, when they get into the teens, and when they get into older than the teens, it's very difficult for them to control their minds, to enjoy and to like it. And by that time, they're too old for the people that enjoy having sex with children. So it's a very delicate maneuver, mind control that you have to do to a small child to get them to desire the affections sexual affections of someone they don't know, an adult. I don't want to know how they get that done. It's a view from space. 640 Toronto. He's the man they call space, and there's a really good reason. Get ready to find out things you never knew and be amazed by what you should know. It's a view from space on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto.
from space. It's funny, Toronto. This is a view from space. I want to get to the devil horns at the Bush inauguration with the ladies of the family flashing the devil horns and the official uh, view on uh, what it was all about. And I also want to talk about uh, the new term. We don't have an axis of evil anymore, did you know? No, we, we call it something else now. And actually, it came up with uh, Condoleezza Rice. She was the very first one to use it. But uh, a neat little phrase. Outposts of tyranny is now what the uh, troublemaking countries are called. Cuba's been added to the list. Zimbabwe's been added to the list. And Burma. Myanmar, which is what the people in Burma call it, but the world still knows it as Burma, just above uh, Thailand and Phuket, neighboring India, bordering on India. And they're anti, the Buddhists to start with, they're anti-banking cabal countries. They don't want to go into debt. They don't want to end up like Indonesia. $48 billion of debt and having their children carried off into sex slavery. By the way, about 80 incursions a day, flights, Blackhawk helicopter flights into Aceh province. Think they're bringing relief? <laughs> The fiercest Muslim extremists are from Aceh province. Can you imagine when that Black Hawk helicopter lands and the door flies open on the side? You think they're handing out cartons of milk and water? They're sticking M16s out and mowing people down. That's what's going on. You're not seeing that. Lieutenant General Blackman was the guy they chose to lead this relief, human relief effort. He was the guy who, if you'll recall back in March in Iraq, remember the tanks rolling over the sand dunes heading for Baghdad? Up in front was Lieutenant General Blackman. He's their go-to guy. When you want to take some lives. He's not your go-to guy for a humanitarian relief campaign. I'm Enio. You're on 640 Toronto. This is a view from space. Go ahead, please. I love your show. I'm intrigued to listen to you every uh, weekend. I tell the boys at work about you. Uh, before I get to my comment, I just want to uh, ask you something, and you can answer after I'm done. I had a book in my possession about 15 years ago. Uh, New World Order, and uh, you mentioned the black helicopters. The only thing I could remember from this book was Kim Campbell from the Liberal Party and the black helicopters always surrounding her. I'd love to get my hands on this book, and maybe you could tell me where I can get it afterwards. But I don't want to come off uh, like impassionate. I feel sorry for all the people that lost their lives in the tsunami. Uh, people are always asking me to donate, and um, 
I'm intrigued to donate to causes around my area because I think people are too influenced by these musicians and actors that are doing these causes for the wrong reason. Well, no, they are ordered to do just what they're doing. They are ordered to. They belong to the hierarchy of stars, the Illuminati-controlled companies that put out their music and make them stars. They can make anyone a star that they want. Look at Ashley Simpson. Anybody can be a star. So basically they have the whole market under yes. trance. Yes, and, and, when they, when, yeah. and when they want to get something done or, or hit a certain demographic, they traipse out the people that buy that product. And when you try to go against the grain, you look like the bad guy. Like, I try to influence people to donate to causes around their own area. And it's no, no, it's got to be the tsunami or you're a bad guy. But anyways, I'm going to hang up and maybe you can answer me about that, the New World Order. I would love to get my hands on that book again. I'm going to have to research that, Kim Campbell. It's uh, written by Kim Campbell? That's everything I remember from the book is that Kim, uh, Kim Campbell and the black helicopters that you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Well, have a good night and thanks, thanks for taking my call. Spaceman, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Yes, I'm calling about uh, The Babylonian Wall. You ever heard of that book? Which one? The Babylonian Wall by David Astow. Spell the last word. Woe, like woe is me. Oh, W-O-E. Yes. Okay, yes, go ahead. The Babylonian Wall. It is the greatest history of loan shark banking in antiquity ever. And I've been, I'm actually, I gave the speech on banking to the Millennium Forum, which passed the Millennium Declaration <clears throat> to restructure the global financial architecture with an alternative time-based currency. When was this, John? That was in the Millennium Year 2000. Have you heard of the left systems? Yeah. Time dollars. Mm -hmm. Time banks. Yes. Okay, well, I gave the speech at the U.N. to have a one big wide world time bank with no loan shark interest to the Bush family. Okay? Plus, I'm in the Guinness Book of Records. I'm known as John the Engineer. And the Anthology of Great Canadian Characters. And I picketed the Bilderbergers. You know who they are? Yeah. 1983, when they were in uh, Montebello, 50 miles from Ottawa, where I picketed the Bank of Canada for five years and Parliament every Thursday with a picket sign that said, Abolish interest rates because banking is dangerous to your health. And then in... 96 at King City, I've taken it to Bilderbergers again when they came to my country. So, believe me, when it comes to banking systems engineering, when the newspapers call me bank fighter extraordinaire, interest rate protester, all that stuff, it eventually paid off by getting me invited to the UN, where I explained to 1,350 poor anti-poverty groups, NGOs. They couldn't figure that out for themselves, John. And now I'm pushing at the World Social Forum. John, 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 wait a minute. They yeah. need a guy like you to come in and tell them that interest rates are killing poor countries? Well, yeah, but every time you read the newspaper and they talk about inflation, the bankers lie to you with the big lie of economics, and that's why I'm going to get a Nobel Prize for this quick equation I'm going to teach you right now. You know what? You're in big trouble, man. No, it's already... You heard of the LED software? You're, you get a Nobel Peace Prize. You're in big trouble, no, John. My point, they would never let you. me into the U.N. unless... They're ready to let us free, okay? Yeah. You just look for John the Engineer. I'm also the guy who's fighting to legalize marijuana with the Krieger decision in Canada. Have you heard about that? Mm -hmm. The Krieger decision? The Supreme Court of Canada last year 
agreed with the Alberta Court of Appeal that struck down cultivation and possession of marijuana in Canada in the Krieger decision, and I went and found out about it last year, dug it out of the court, and the Crown Attorney's telling the Supreme Court of Canada that as of last year, the Alberta Court Section 7 was struck down by the highest court in Alberta, and I said, how come that didn't get out? Nobody found out that Krieger, his judge, struck down cultivation because it's bad to ban people from growing their medicine, and I checked it out, and the two newspapers, they didn't report that the Court of Appeal had said three times, Justice Acton struck down Section 7, and we back her up, three times they said it, they reported Krieger wins the right to grow for his own personal use, and that's why nobody knew that the law against marijuana came down that year, and they've busted a quarter million Canadians since improperly. So I organized some fight your charges kits on the, in my, and I put them online, MP forms at Johnny Engineers site, just Google for Johnny Engineer, you get me, and I've got it used right now by the Johnson family in Elliott Lake on Tuesday, the 1st of February, just to set a hands-down decision on whether Krieger applies to this family who are busted growing marijuana in their home. Daddy's sick, qualifies for an exemption, but doctors won't sign. The, uh, so that the Nielsen's are in Paris, Ontario, the Johnson family in Elliott Lake, because they always bust the kids with the parents, and that way they hope to coerce the parents into pleading guilty. Then I got Pierre Drouin, that I had now staying up in the room. Cochrane challenging their cultivation charges with Krieger. So a lot of people are saying, how come the Crown Attorney, when he spoke to the Supreme Court of Canada, said, we know that the Krieger Court struck down Section 7 in Alberta, and then he didn't tell the police to stop busting people. So we call this the scandal of the million bogus charges. And it's at least a quarter million bogus convictions. Did you hear about the 4,000 charges that were dropped last December? On marijuana possession? Yes. Hey, you know what? I did that. They didn't even mention what case it was, did they? Imagine that I'm not a lawyer, and my case, you find Johnny Engineer, you can read about it. My case demanded that the lobby declared dead in 2001 and they agreed and then they said we resurrected which I say they can't do and between a window there they dropped the charges against 4,000 people because the law was dead and I said hey how come you didn't erase all those 100,000 convictions of people while the law was dead so I appealed to the Supreme Court of Canada and that's in the Supreme Court of Canada right now Termel file number 30570 appeal of the hits resurrection decision and that was me on Parliament Hill in May 2003 with 3.3 keys of marijuana seven pounds of marijuana on Parliament Hill to prove that the law was dead did you hear about that hey John what do you do for Lenny I'm a professional poker player I'm known as the Taj professor on the internet world yeah what do you do for a living because you can't a make a, a living player. playing poker well I can I have Listen, trust me, forget that. I'm known hey, as John. a gambler. Hey, John, forget you called. 640 Toronto is the spaceman on a view from space. Wow. The UN is now sending plants onto my show. you believe what you just heard? Did any of that make sense? Who was that guy?
You've just been hit by the granddaddy of all globalization protesters. He calls himself John the Engineer. And I've got to tell you, I've got to say this, that most of the protesters protesting the International Monetary Fund, the Bilderbergers, all the rest of it, are controlled by the Illuminati. Because here's what you do. You control both sides. You control the protesters by controlling the leaders of their movements. Anybody that's going to get an offer from the United Nations to speak to them about usury fees is also being used by them. George. Hi, George. 640 Toronto. Space, you're on. Hello, Spaceman. There's some serious stuff going down, Spaceman. Did you know why Mark Thatcher was leading the coup in Equatorial Guinea? No. Well, guess what, Spaceman? Wednesday, the European Space Agency and Russia signed a treaty that they are going to cooperate in space. They're going to launch rockets together, share intelligence. And guess where the European Space Agency's base is? Equatorial Guinea. Mm-hmm. On the equator, because it's the uh, quickest way up to it's near space. The quickest way up. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a uh, an ocean uh, launch plat launch pad. Exactly. Now, Europe, I thought, was our ally. This coup was organized by British intelligence. Mm-hmm. I thought they were the allies of the Europeans. But no, it appears not. It appears the British government has to take Equatorial Guinea's leader out so they can boot out this space base. But not only that, there was a coup attempt Wednesday, too. I posted uh, an article on this on Wednesday in the morning on spyman.ca. And then within hours, they're shooting up the president in the capital with army rifles. They didn't use their rocket-propelled grenades because I guess his guards fought back. And they had another coup attempt. They really want this guy. They want this guy real bad. And the only thing that they can do is, it appears, they want the space base. And they don't want Europe and Russia cooperating from it because it has some serious strategic value. Another thing that's come up, spaceman, is the people of Iceland have taken out a full-page ad in the New York Times Friday. These people want the world to know that they are not in favor of Mr. Bush's war. We have heard you people of Iceland. I emailed some of them. I don't know if they can get online to listen tonight. We might not be able to set that up till next week. But we hear and we understand. We also know that you're between a rock and a hard place when it comes to the naval war because that's the ideal high ground for the fleets to fight it out. And you don't want it. But there's a website posted on spyman.ca, too, because there's no way in hell I could ever pronounce it for you because it's in Icelandic, and it sounds like a sex act in English. So uh, we'll just let people read it on the net. Another uh, very interesting thing is you mentioned Myanmar being in this uh, trouble zone. Did you know that China is building a naval base in Myanmar? 
China is also building a naval base in Pakistan. China is building a canal through Thailand. China is going to have a blue water navy to get the oil home that is capable of taking out the United States Navy if necessary. Sounds like you need a good tsunami to flush all those bases out of the Indian Ocean. Hmm. But there's going to be a major global shift in alliances. You're going to see Europe, Russia, China, Brazil and their nuclear program, India and Pakistan against the U.S., Japan, Australia and Britain. And some of the other countries are going to have to pick sides like us. Not that it matters much, because you're just going to get nuked by one well, or the other. Well, wait a minute now. We've got Paul Martin in China, okay? And they have made a deal with the Chinese government to share resource information. Now, we know for a fact that China has no resources to speak of. Exactly. But we have all of it. Everything. So... It should actually, the, the news clip should actually have gone this way, that Martin is giving all the information of our resources to the Chinese. And they are about to buy up all, like Noranda. They already own a big chunk of Husky. Exactly. And, and Stelco. And, and more. Exactly. And you know all of the the mining uh, disaster cave-ins that are killing all of the all of the Chinese miners. That's going to start happening in Canada when these guys buy it. No doubt. And the Lee family just got out of the CIBC, right? They just took out their what was it seven percent holdings, and I imagine it's going into that. Exactly. And our resources. Sell them our resources. Somebody said, "What does it matter?" Are you kidding me? That's our soul. That's what that is. Yeah. But what I recommend to our uh, lackluster government is someone's going to have to clean up after the mess. And there are certain stable countries that can lead the reconstruction efforts after Mr. Bush gets his war. Because there is a coalition, but it's a coalition to take them out when they get the chance. Canada, New Zealand, and Norway would probably be uh, three good countries to start saying, hey, we don't want this damn war, and we're going to start making an alliance to say we won't fight this crap. There's also a letter on spyman.ca that I put up. It's an open letter I sent to all the members of Parliament, all the Senators. It's titled The Citizen's Manifesto. It explains in law that you, the citizenry, are the fourth level of government in this country. And if our Parliament decides to take our rights and freedoms away from us, then we have to invoke our rights and break the contract we have with them and start saying, nuts to you, pal. So Parliament is on notice to say, you better clean up your house and get rid of the fascists that want to take this country and turn it into something nasty before it gets carried away too far. Mm -hmm. We don't get much time to speak on local issues, but some serious nasty stuff has been happening in the T.O. area. Last weekend, the fascist police raided the Madero's home in the middle of the night, a home occupied by six children and killed the father in the house in a very high-risk takedown because he just had a little bit of that marijuana stuff lying around. Terribly dangerous criminal, I imagine. Fourteen cops put him down and killed him. That is a terrible, terrible thing to be exercising warrants in the middle of the night. The police knew the children were home. We used to have a saying in the L.A. area for the drive-by shooters. They would call the innocent children that got in the way mushrooms. I don't think... Obergruppen Fantino, Obergruppen Fuhrer Fantino and his merry men should be using our children for mushrooms. I see that on the front page when the Americans shot up that car. 
You see the mushrooms with the blood dripping off. I don't like Mr. Bush using children for mushrooms either. That belongs to the Crips and the Bloods, not people representing a democratic and free state. Thank you, George. Thank you, Spaceman. 640 Toronto, this is a view from space. Back in a moment. Guys, prepare for a journey to places you didn't know existed. This is a view from space with Gary Bell, only on the New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Spaceman, on a view from space at 640 Toronto. Emails at spaceman at 640toronto.com or space at 640toronto.com. Wendy Forrest sends me a link on the tsunami hit ties. Her subject line is, kick them while they're down. The tsunami hit ties are told to buy six planes or face European Union tariffs. And this is from the Scotsman newspaper, owned by the Barclay brothers, who live in a tax-free island off the coast of England. Very good friends of Queen Elizabeth. Thailand's been told by the European Commission that it must buy six A380 Airbus aircraft. Those are those ones that will seat 550 people, the largest airplane on the planet. They want them to buy six of them, their double-decker aircraft, not the seat ones, but for exporting their fish or prawns. They've slapped on a huge tariff, the EU has, on prawns that are caught and shipped out of Thailand. They have now cornered the market, by the way. Norway used to be the main producer. Prawns are sort of like shrimp. And to make sure that the Thais cannot compete, the EU officials five years ago removed its shrimp industry from the EU's generalized system of preferential tariffs. This is going to cost Thailand dearly. The one little fishing industry that they do have is going to be wrecked by the EU, and the EU, even though millions of dollars have been gleaned from you going to Thailand for tsunami relief, they are being forced to buy six A380 Airbus aircraft. Somehow, it doesn't seem to me to be the same voice that was asking you and I to give. And the very voice that was asking you and I to give were the politicians and the corporations. And yet they won't cancel a debt. They won't stop the 
interest rate from climbing even on a moratorium on the debt. And not all have agreed to a moratorium. That even puts more pressure on them. What is happening? It seems to me that they're being pressed into a hopeless situation that's already hopeless. Hi, Nancy. It's the Spaceman on 640 Toronto. Yes, I wanted to talk about um, Cloak and Dagger so everyone would listen to um, a very important show that was posted last week. And it was uh, Mordecai Venunu that's on there. Uh, what he has to say, everyone should listen to. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about was this is on Spineman that we're also talking about these uh, different issues. Now, Saudi court uh, had a public display. This is in the United Arab Emirates. And in a rare public display, the Saudi government announced this past Tuesday that a religious court had sentenced 15 demonstrators, including one woman, to public lashings. And they were also give, going to give them prison terms for taking part in demonstrations against the government. And what they're supposed to have is 100 to 200 lashes. This is reminiscent of the movie that Mel Gibson just made. Um, you wonder if somebody will have any meat left on their on their on their bones there after this public flogging. And the the uh, idea of the flogging, the government in Saudi wants to make an example of the demonstrators. Now the same problem uh, beset a lot of Americans when they tried to demonstrate against Bush during the the time in, in the uh, state of New York, uh, in New York City during the Republican National Convention, and this happened this past summer, where a lot of the demonstrators were taken under detention for prolonged detention. Hundreds of people were arrested. So the same scenario happened uh, during now uh, Bush's inauguration because they raised this so-called dirty bomb report as, again, a ruse. And a lot of people in Bethesda, Maryland, also said that there was missiles coming into the view of the local populace that was scaring the bejesus out of everyone, wondering if they're going to keep those missiles pointed at the populace for indefinitely. So this is the way that they, they find uh, control and they hype up their control over people through Terranomics, as I call it, it's a whole new economy on how to terrorize people constantly. Input on the mainstream media, the word terror right on the front pages. So that's the way that they control you by instilling fear in, in massive levels and then showing uh, constantly the same scenario of body bags, beheadings, and anything else that they can can run blast you with in the mainstream media so you're dumbed down. You're actually terrorized to, to be numb so you don't move and you don't do any dissension against them so that they can bring in their new world order. Yeah, that's what I've been talking about uh, exactly. in the last uh, 40 minutes or so. Right, so what you said tonight is excellent and George is right on the ball there with the scenario, what's going to happen. And we should keep our eyes on... Uh, 
the area of Vancouver because they're talking about this uh, Prince Rupert area as becoming the new container port. So I think the people in the in the government know that there's going to be some major earthquake in the Vancouver area. That's why they're pushing for this Prince Rupert container port. And it's interesting to see that they're pushing the agenda right now as well. Is there going to be some sort of attack in a earthquake done by again the harp, uh, the oscillator as as uh, invented by the Nikola Tesla? So we don't know what they can actually use in uh, setting up all these superstorms and all these earthquakes. But I think it's going to start. Uh, being cranked up in, in the next few months and uh, years because we're right in the midst of this 1,260 days which I talked about last week which is very important so the first time that that transpires from 9-11 is February the 23rd 2005 and the next 1,260 days is from the siege of the church and nativity and that falls on September the 11th, 2005. Interesting scenario from the time that the siege happened in the Church of Nativity. Very interesting uh, coincidence, you might say, that it transpires on 1,260 days, September 11th this year. So we're in for big problems on the planet. Well, the, next, the next four years are, are just going to be uh, incredible, Nancy. Thank you so much for the call. It's a spaceman. On 640 Toronto, this is a view from space. Back with more and your calls in just a minute. 416-870-6400. If you have a cell phone, it's star 640. I've been talking about quite a few things, uh, jumping from uh, topic to topic, but I still want to get back to the Bush inauguration in uh, a few moments. I want to talk about the devil horns also. I want to talk about uh, the new, um, what you call it now, the uh, outposts of tyranny and Iran being uh, high on the list. And Dick Cheney saying, it's next. Hi, Joseph. How you doing? Spaceman, it's good to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I listen to your show all the time. Okay. Now, I have a two-part statement to make. Sure. All right. I was listening to that last woman talking about the lashings that are given in the United Arab Emirates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look at Arab culture. You know, I, God bless Bush for what he's doing. I mean, someone has to take charge in this world. If, if he wasn't around, what would happen? Who would be the number one guy? You see how that works? And now my second statement is... As Canadians, where are we getting this $500 million? Is the Liberal Party buying immigrant votes by giving all this money? We just had 200,000 healthcare workers laid off about a week and a half ago. Now tell those people, tell them about the tsunami. They have their own tsunami to deal with. I mean, you know, just at, at Christmas time, I was over at the grocery store, and I saw mentally ill people wandering around in the produce department. You know, that's our disaster. 
and I don't see no one doing nothing about it. That's right, because there's a lot of people making money off of it. But we give all this money and out. I, uh, like yeah, I know. It out. Yeah, I know. We give all the money up, and it's just funneled out, and it's gone somewhere, slipped through the fingers, slipped through the cracks, and uh, it, it never gets to where it's supposed to go to. I mean, they're all okay. these people are so, now, I just want to backtrack, uh, Joseph, on what you said about uh, George W. being the policeman of the world. You know, I've been saying for about four years now on 640 Toronto that the American army has been the policeman of the world and is soon going to be knocked off of that pedestal and also America is the economic engine of the world and it will also be uh, replaced which, which is, is pretty damn sad now, now I just want to go back a little bit earlier to what mm -hmm. you said Joseph about George W being the number one guy and the Saudis doing uh, doing all of these uh, awful uh, whip lashings and, and head choppings in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Okay, listen carefully. Have you ever heard of anyone had a pub, having a public lashing here in Toronto in the Muslim no. community? No. I've How about never, any beheadings lately? I, I've never heard of that. And, you know, Me that's either. You know why? Here you know why? Because the Saudis, who are supposedly the keepers of the Muslim religion, are in fact idolaters. They are not Muslims. They just own I don't know. Mecca. Spaceman, I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me carefully now. Listen to me carefully now. The Fod family was picked by the British royalty to be the kings in that area and name the whole country after the Saud family, the Fods, King Fod and his family. You know why? Mm. Because the queen is directly related to that group of nomadic tribesmen. All right, no, I, okay. I, I can see that. So, but now, stay so there, now listen to me. No, no, they no, have no, grabbed no. grabbed a hold of the Muslim religion, Islam, and they are not the true caretakers. But, but let's 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 be honest. Listen let's to me now. Everybody has to go to Mecca at least once in their life. Do you realize how much money that brings to Saudi Arabia, a oh, city I'm called sure, Mecca? I'm sure that okay. Sure, so sure don't be telling me that these guys are doing a great job. Hey, but huh? you take a look at that religion, spaceman. It's disgusting. That is the most, that's the most evil religion we have on this planet right at this moment. What's the evil about it? The most intolerant religion on the planet is the Islamic religion. I mean, you look look at how they treat women in that. Hey, culture. look at look I at how they treat banks. You don't you you and don't you cannot have a usury like fee in a Muslim country. That's what the tsunami hit was all about in Indonesia and Sri Lanka too, where they're having trouble with the Tamils. Well, I mean, because they don't allow people to charge interest rates on loans. Well, that's against their, their whole Toronto. Yeah, thing. not a bad little item to have in a religion. I, or honest, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in I'll right honest, now. I'll be honest, it goes beyond that. Though. I'm a lover of women myself. And when I see those people treat women like that, you know, I just can't help but cheer Bush on. I mean, I hope they get rid of that entire religion. Uh, I, want, I, want, I want a Muslim woman right now living in a Muslim household to call 416-870-6400, or if you have your cell, star 640, and let's talk with Joseph and educate the young man. Let me know when we have one on the telephone, and we'll talk. Go ahead, Joseph.
Hey, take a look at Muslim nations. I mean, the ends justify the means, don't they? I mean, look at how far behind they are in the world. They've been around 3,000 years, each of them. And you look at us. We've been here 200 years on, in, the, in the West here. And we invent everything. Hello? Yeah, I'm waiting, you know, we, we uh, waiting invent, for you we, to finish your point. No, no, we, we invent everything here. You know, and, and, and they sit back and do absolutely nothing in the world. You know, I think it's disgusting. I think do you know why we invent everything good. here? Honestly, I you know why we invent sure everything here? Because, we're forward because no, no, because we go and get the brains from wherever they are and bring them here. Oh, come on, that's always what they say. They always say they invented algebra, but they did nothing with it. Honestly, take a look at, look at the European Space Agency, hence the word European Space Agency. They just landed on Titan. Oh, you, you believe that? that? You believe they went on Titan? I can't believe it. A seven-year, two-month journey. In the world. A seven-year, two-month journey, and they landed a probe on Saturn's moon Titan. Do you have any under inclination of what Saturn and, and, the, and the Titan moon is all about? It's all satanic. It is a ruse. NASA I, I, is I black magic, sir. I, I there is no way in the world. It would be tantamount to sitting uh, or standing in Los Angeles, California, hitting a golf ball to Tokyo and getting a hole in one. Hey, that's why I like you, big guy. Because, hey, you know, something, you, you always make it as if some crazy thing like, you know, soon we're going to be getting into numerology here on this whole thing. You know, the real... Well, I could get into that with you, but right hey, now I want to bring right Nadia now. into our conversation. Hello, Nadia. Just uh, Alex, just put up the other side. We're all right? Okay, good. She's up. Go ahead, Nadia. Here we have a man who believes that uh, Muslims treat women horribly. Nadia. Yeah? Yes, go ahead. Um, I think he's wrong on that. Oh, come on. They, they treat women good. You, you would like to be wear a hijab? You'd what? Like, you, you'd like to wear a hijab. So you have the right to just sit there and judge on one. Um... I, I can I can sit and judge because I live here. I live in like the land of plenty where we invent everything. We do everything. They've been here three thousand years doing nothing. Look at Little Canada. We have thirty million population, fifteen million working population, and we built the space arm. Well, what the hell has anyone else done in the world? Pardon my French. Space arm. You know, honestly, you, you, you take a look in the world. What has, is there even one, you know, if you look on the Internet, okay, now this could be disinformation, but aside from Egypt, Egypt which has an 80% hey, Joseph, literacy Joseph, rate, Joseth, 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 any Muslim country. Joseph. This is a Muslim woman who does not feel she's being treated horribly, as you say. She has no idea. I mean, how are you to just judge on the Muslims? Oh, I, I am there to judge on them. And, and you know something, I'll tell you, I'm a lover of women all over the place. And, and I'll tell you this, when I see a guy treating a woman that disgustingly, you know, and, and I'll tell you this, I tell them all the same thing, they better beat that woman in private because, okay, if I catch a person doing that, okay, believe me, I'll step up and hey, give them hey, a good Hey, Joseph, Joseph. Joseph, you have to give me a chance to say my piece, all right? Because this is a talk about understanding each other. 
I'm a sympathizer to Muslims and more objective person to talk to you right now. You say Muslim treats women disgustingly, right? Mm. Having the rights of property enshrined from the very beginning of Islam, which is 1400 or so years ago, where the West doesn't have it up until 35 years ago. You call this a disgusting treatment? Well, so be it, because we are, they will be more happy with that. I have so many friends. Secondly, Having a hijab, no, not Joseph, Joseph, I, did speak. Say, I did certainly say my piece, but actually I'm down with the flu, eh? Okay, now, having a hijab is exactly the reason that people like you who claim to love women and exploit women that we do wear the hijab. So that you people do not treat this way any other woman. Women belong to only, in this case, her husband. Not every Tom and Dick and Harry's pleasure. And how behind the time is that? Not finished, please. This leads to child pornography. Oh, oh, that's so but because, because then you become, and, and you said, no, I'm not going to give you a break. You also said you that we have been here for 3,000 years. No, we were not. You I didn't have you. medical established in Canada. Look in the old archives of Gazette, uh, newspaper of Montreal. Till 1950, you did not accept it, or your medical establishment did not accept it, women even as a person. In Islam, women do not have to carry the name of the husband for the rest of their life. Okay, that's why they get buried under a wall? Is no, that, is that why they get to. buried under a wall? That's like a... It's not buried in under a wall. They're protecting yourself from the people who like What was it, in Pakistan they had a woman stoned to death and buried under a wall, wasn't it? exploit women. Okay, oh, I arrest my case, and you can do anything you want. That's your opinion, but uh, no, why is, my opinion. Do you why have is the U.S. the economic China? engine of the world? China? Why is No, that? no, no. It's China. because China. they're China. a forward-thinking nation. I am studying Islam, by the way, way and these are the things enshrined in Sharia. In their Sharia, these are the things enshrined. Sharia lies from the very... And you have a woman who's actually in court fighting against it. And that's why the people came here. In every society, in every society, there's a segment of women or segment of men, you never know, who will not accept the prevailing attitude, the prevailing thing. Just because they have got got carried away by the show-off of the Western society, this does not give them a right. You in right here in Toronto, you have a group of men who are suffering because of your uh, divorce laws. They do not get the justice, so they are standing up to you. In Islam, you do not have any such thing. And another give we may give another example. Needs what you say is necessity, necessity is the mother of invention. Thank why, you, Pauline. Why, why women liberation took place in the West and not among us? Because you in this street but thank you. Spaceman six forty Toronto back with more in a minute. It's Everything you hear is true. Everything you believe is accurate. What you see is what you should believe. Really. This is A View from Space with Gary Bell. Only on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm the spaceman on A View from Space on 640 Toronto. Emails at spaceman at 640toronto.com or space at 640toronto.com. Robert M. writes, Gary, I used to listen to your show out of sympathy. I thought you were so far off the wall, I was sure you would have been silenced after a few weeks. That was then. Today I can tell you that my outlook is 
full 180 degrees in your favor. It offers comfort that at least some truth can still be on the air. Your show is one of the most riveting and insightful programs on the planet. Thanks for providing the opportunity that helped me connect the dots to what is really going on in the world. Three cheers for your success, Robert M. I get a lot of those types. And I don't mind when people listen because they think it's a joke. I don't mind when people listen out of sympathy. Because, you see, the words will bear out in the future that what they heard was true. Sometimes it takes a while. And when you're not used to hearing the truth, and you're used to hearing that word they call rhetoric, which is just talk and the disinformation that's out there. Well, it's pretty hard to actually listen to one voice that's different than the rest and say, that who believes that the Islamic religion is the worst religion basically let me just say this what I said about the rhetoric and the disinformation out there this is a man who has bought lock stock and barrel the propaganda that Arabs are the enemy. He believes totally, and I don't even have to ask him, he believes totally that Arabs flew those airplanes into the Twin Towers. When in actual fact it was radio control. And there were no passengers aboard. The passengers were herded aboard the Pennsylvania flight and then shot down totally shot down exploded with a missile from a military aircraft white in color there were even eyewitnesses to that fact but as you know, Muhammad Atta's driver's license, I mean, the black box is melted at the World Trade Center towers, but Muhammad Atta's license was in pristine condition and found to incriminate the Arabs, namely Muslim extremists. He buys it lock, stock, and barrel. He's on the telephone right now. And all I have, my phones are full, all I have are people that are disagreeing with them. There is not one person on the line that agrees with Joseph. He has walked in to the lion's den and is about to get an education. Go ahead, you're on with the spaceman at 640 Toronto. 
Uh, is that guy on the other one? Is he still Yeah, uh, I have him on hold right now. Oh, okay, good, because I don't want him cutting me off. Like That's why he's thing. on hold right now. I uh, just wanted to educate him that there was another word for police. It's called Gestapo. And you are not a Muslim, are you? Well, no, Sean. Sean from Mississauga. Okay. And uh, he's talking about the U.S. being the police of the world and stuff like that. Well, they're more like the Gestapo. They've done nothing but cause pain and misery everywhere. Like tens of thousands, if not millions of people have disappeared under the flag of freedom. Um, it's just basically they're like the arm of the corporate elite and they wipe out the uh, peasants and stuff, just like over in Asia. See Illuminati's army. What are they going to do with all that free land now? Because there's no families left to build houses for. Who's going to come in and take all that land? What has Western society actually done to help people? Everything that we've created technologically has done nothing but hurt us, from medication to our cars and everything else. And they're talking about, oh, well, they can't read and write. Well, at least they're not polluting the environment. You are one confused person, my friend. Oh, really? Hey, I'll tell you this. The reason that we can live in Canada with no military whatsoever is because we, we have the big brother next door that takes care of us as well. Who are they taking care of, us or themselves? I can tell you this. You know, when I see Canada not support those kind of wars, it is an embarrassment because if we were in trouble like that, do you know who would be there to help us? We wouldn't be getting water from Saudi Arabia. We'd be getting everyone from the States coming over here to help Canada because that's our brother next door. Well, that's funny because they don't have any water to give us, brother. You, you see, we're not like India and Pakistan, which they fight. They threaten nuclear attacks on each other. They're the same people. They're the same nation, the same culture. See, we're civilized over here. So Canada and U.S., we fight about potatoes. We fight about all sorts of things. But you know something? We're not going to get down to having a war over it because that's just far too uncivilized for me, our type of person. Okay, just let me mention this one point. I, I guess you, uh, you're you basically for missile defense. I'm, I'm completely for that. That's, well, of course that's you are. actually kick China's ass. Okay. I, I may say, pardon my French, beat that out. But <laughs> it's going to actually make us number one. Brother, who's the only country that's ever attacked us three times in our history? Mm. I, I wouldn't actually Our big brother, maybe? Well, we attacked them, too, though. We attacked them, too, though. Actually, that well, was a long we're time only, ago. We're the only country to but have now, burnt down the White House. But now, but like, now we've come a long way since then, though. I mean, you can't really be going back to that. Oh, well... I mean, that would be like... Policy has changed then, right? That would be like we should all just put on a burqa and, and just go back in time now. We should just give away our computers and put a burqa on and let's... Hey, hey, spaceman, yeah. if I may say one thing in defense of this, there's a woman, Mrs. Arjomond, all right? Now, she's a Muslim woman who's fighting against Sharia law. Now, may I say the website that people can yeah, go but to what? You're here, here, on the air? I want to say it on the air because I want those other listeners to actually go to the website so that they can get the other side of the story. Not, not that you have like a brainwashed Muslim woman on, on the phone to argue with me. I want people to actually hear this is a woman who's fighting against her own people. Because she said that's why they moved to Canada, was to get away from Sharia law. Well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. They moved away from Sharia law, as you say, into Canada. They're still living their Muslim life, sir. 
Well, I'm just talking about the Sharia well, law. Well, I'm telling you that life. the Illuminati uses religion to pit one against the other, sir, and you have but tell me this, perfectly tell me this. into show, that show trap. That's what you have done. Go ahead, Mike. You're on with the uh, spaceman and uh, Joseph here also. How are you doing, Gary? It's been a while. Go ahead. Good. Um, this guy Joseph's way on a way on a line. Show me, show me uh, one of those countries. Uh, hey, buddy, can you be quiet for a second? Can I talk? Do you mind? Now, if you, if you know in the Christian and the Christian Bible, I believe it says you should know God's people, for they should be under attack. I can't remember what verse it's under. So it seems right now the Muslims are under attack right now. And so they must be a form of God's people, the true Muslim. Because the true Muslim and the well, true Christian and the true God's Jew are all the right? same. That's right. They have the same God. That's they right. all the have Abraham so, as the father of their religion. I mean, we, so we, we, give a lot, we, give, night, we right? give a lot to society. We give Britney Spears. We've got 13-year-olds running around with belly uh, earrings and, right. and their boobs hanging out. And this Babylonian society. We're a great society. We give a lot to society. Uh, uh, um, the true Muslim in the true Muslim countries, you don't see that. They have respect. They have respect. Respect for women, because if you have respect oh, for women, on. you cover them up and you they, give them peace. They have you don't, the most you don't disgusting them. respect for women that I oh, ever seen. Oh, we in my don't. Life. We don't. And believe we, me, we I'll don't. Well, what do we do here in Canada and in North America? As we show. I tell you something. I have seen. I live. I live near a Muslim neighborhood. I actually eat at an Afghanistan type of place that they serve food there. And I'll tell you, I saw a person wearing, a, a girl, a woman, wearing a Velcroed thing right around her head, and it had like a, a little slit for the eyes. And I saw her little man of a husband. And I'll tell you this, if he so much as flinched at me, I would have smacked him. Just because I could just tell you right away. But he, he shouldn't like, smack anybody. He anyways. looked like a chauvinist pig bastard. Yeah, are you, are you, what he looked like. Are yeah, but and Joseph, that's Islam, what you're talking about. You saying, chauvinist and you're also coming off like a bigot. Are you saying in North America... I'm proud to be that Are you saying in North America we treat women... What can I tell you? Are you saying in North America we treat women great? Oh, we don't treat them like they do in Muslim countries. No, we treat them worse. We exploit them. Yeah. They're like whores all over the place. That's how women are treated. You know something? Of course they are. That's how they dress. And that's exactly why the Muslims do not want this culture in their country. So that's why that 24% of women can read and write in Iran? I mean, give me a break, big guy. Oh, yeah. Come on, hey, that country's hey. been there for 3,000 years, right. and 24% of the women can read and write. Are you educated? Oh, I'm very educated. I can see that. You know, I take, I take a look at it as you, you, just, you just look at what those people do to their university. university. Just that alone is, is enough to actually go for the rest of it, uh, honestly. So you're saying the society we live in today, in North America, oh, it's is superior. It's a superior the society. society is superior in the world. Christian, Christian nations in the world, why are they so much corruption in your government? Muslim Absolutely correct, man. Oh, come on. Hey, thanks a lot for the call, man. Why is it that way? Hey, you know, Ziki. Yeah. Your turn on Joseph on hey, 640 Toronto as why, you can Go ahead. Why are Christian nations so far ahead of Muslim nations? Pity this man. He's totally naive. Oh, naive. He doesn't know what Christianity, what Islam and Judaism is just uh, in a trap, as you said of the propaganda machinery here and the corporations are dividing the whole humanity into religions now absolutely to, to they're using religion as a weapon to take their profits mm -hmm. to fill their coffers and this innocent man the innocent man was shouting like that he's barely simply wanting to work in their factories for five dollars an hour 
and go to the bloody uh, nude uh, clubs and entertain himself as he wants to. There's nothing here for the poor. There's, I mean, they are big countries, so-called civilized countries, but there prog the progress has not reached to the people as yet. People are still hungry. People are still looking for food in the dustbins. You are talking of civilization. What? Oh, but That's yeah, that, but he says we've got it all, and uh, we're not giving it out, right? But yeah, that is, that's that exactly is, that's, that's my now, point. Now, coming back to the Muslim, I agree with him that Muslims have not progressed technically or technologically. Even a good Muslim shout for them. Why? Because the government there are supported by the West. Their resources have been taken away by certain, you know, uh, the lackeys are ruling the... The, the, the elite countries. rich, let's face it, yeah, the are rich. controlling yeah. the earth yeah. and are pitting yeah. one against the other. And, and one is Muslim in this case, and the other is the Christian in and, this and, case. And, they are the and I don't think that guy is a Christian either. And, I don't think he has any religion. Christian, because a good Christian should respect the other religion. Absolutely. You know? And Islam is, is a three-in-one, actually. If you read Quran, it's 80% on Moses, one chapter, on, full chapter on Jesus, hardly say anything about Muhammad in the Quran. Honestly, it's a law given by Jesus, law given by Moses. It's a combination of all the laws given by the previous prophets because I can't be a Muslim if I can't believe in Jesus. I can't be a Muslim if I can't believe in Moses. You know, and he doesn't know that perhaps. And all those Sharia law are nothing, the Sharia of Moses. The Sharia of Islam is Sharia of Jesus. The Sharia of uh, Muhammad is the Sharia of Moses. The same laws of respect and uh, honesty and sincerity and respect for women and, and against adultery and, and against uh, drugs and drinking. These are all law, moral laws given by the all beautiful yeah. religions in the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one religion no has the total answer. Yeah. No Thank one you so much for that explanation, Zeki. I yeah. appreciate your call so much. Spaceman, 640 Toronto, a view from space. Coming back with more yet. Spaceman, Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I have a gentleman by the name of Joseph on the telephone. And every single person except one has taken exception with the things that he has said because he has brought the demonization of Muslims and Arab people to the hilt. I mean, he has totally embraced that. He believes absolutely everything that the monopoly media says that he should be believing. Isn't that correct? That's very correct, Spaceman. I thought so. I love pop music. I love our Western culture. But, I love but, it. But I'm talking about the demonization of Muslims. I think they are evil. They are really evil. And because they, they have gotten to you. Now, uneducatedness. They don't know that, that they're evil. That's all they're used to in those countries is religion. That's all they have. All right. I, I understand where you're coming from. Why don't you put from. that and, one guy and, on and, who has, and, has and the I same just, point And I just me. want Tony... Hello? Uh, well, well, sure, I'll, I'll get him on if time permits. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, hi, Space. Um, I just wanted to know, know, you were just stacking the deck here. here. That's right? all you're right? doing, Spaceman. No, I'm not stacking the deck, sir. No, I'm not stacking the deck. No. I'm a long-time listener, and I'm well aware of these issues. Can I just ask you a question? You, you just spoke about education. Are you educated? Because let me ask you, what has the Muslim religion done 
to the world that is so evil. I can speak of other religions that have done really evil to the world, like for example the Christian religion. Have you heard of the Inquisition? Have you heard of the Dark Ages? Have you even heard the song, the, uh, uh, I'm an Asshole by Dennis Leary? You know what that song says? That song says, all the things that you claim right now that you love about the Western culture, Maybe. he says, you know why? The means, says, my you brother. know why? Look he what we have here. Two, two words, he says, two words. He says, effing nuclear bombs, my friend. That is why. That is why you love the Western, the Western world. I love because it. you can, you can drive, you can drive on the 400, on the 401, on the fast lane, and you can go at 60 and give me the finger while, while I go behind you. That is why. Hey, I'll tell you this. That, I had enough. Thanks. Ask, ask yourself this, spaceman, because I didn't get to speak last time when that Muslim gentleman okay. was on the phone there. I got, I, I got now, why would, why would someone, like, you, you look at martyrs. Let's talk about martyrs in general. Mm -hmm. Okay, in the Quran, they're given umpteen number of virgins if they kill an infidel. An infidel is deemed as... Yeah, okay, no, but wait a minute, wait a minute now, wait a minute no, now. No, I'm not finished here, Space. Yeah, I know you're not finished. Okay. You know what you're doing? You're giving me Muslim extremist rhetoric. Oh, that's and it is just not true. That's but here is your precious caller that you wanted, Joseph. This is Rick, who agrees with some of what you say. That's it, Rick. How are right. you doing, big guy? How's it going? Actually, he's right. Uh, the Quran says... Uh, you have to suffer an infidel to live. And if, uh, in Surah 4.35, it says if your wife disobeys you, you're the beater. You're the tired down and beater. And you know something? That's intolerant. That's what I was speaking about before. And I would tell you, as compared to most religions, you don't see this happening. You see everyone fighting the Muslims. You see the Hindus fighting the Muslims. Why? Because the Hindus, and I used to have a Hindu girlfriend, speaking from a point of view of someone who's been called a bigot on this show, I had a Hindu girlfriend, and she used to tell me that they are just so evil. And, and, and you know something? I have nothing to do with India. I don't know anything about it. You know, that's her life, right? But why is it that everyone fights against them? It's because of these evil quotes in the Quran. And there, is, there must be some Muslim person out there who's responsible enough to speak up about changing it. But you know what would happen to that person, spaceman? They would be dead if they mentioned change. Because those cultures don't change. They just stay the same, which is why they stay where they are now, in poverty. More in a moment. 640 Toronto. This is Spaceman. This is A View from Space. No, A View from Joseph. He's the man they call space, and there's a really good reason. Get ready to find out things you never knew and be amazed by what you should know. It's a view from space on New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I got a lot of emails on this subject already, of course, and the lines are jammed. 416-870-6400 or star 640 on your cell phone when you hear someone hang up. And Shaka and Natalie have sent me the email that I'd like to read 
that represents all of the rest of them that came in also. And it's called, We Love Our Veil. Muslim women are defending their choice to wear the veil and encouraging other Muslim women to, wear, uh, to defend themselves against the ongoing effort to try to get them to take it off. Muslim women feel they are most secure and protected and respected women in the world because of Islam and the hijab. And many now feel that they are under attack by forces that want to encourage nakedness and pornographic degradation. You know, when they first moved into Afghanistan, you know what the first thing that was brought in? When the, when, when the, uh, when the ruling uh, guys were kicked out of Afghanistan, pornography came in. Pornography on satellite television. They were shocked in Afghanistan. When the Taliban left, in came pornography. And this email goes on to say, just as they have dietary rules to follow, they also have rules for covering their bodies. There are laws for men and women who surrender themselves to the Lord of Abraham. Muslim men are forbidden, for instance, to uncover the area between the navel and the knees in public. Now you can understand more the Abu Ghraib situation where it was all sexual torture. It goes against their religion. They were horrifying these guys at Abu Ghraib. They're bringing in the Western culture. And I believe this is the culture that Joseph loves so much. Muslim men and women dress to impress their spouses. Muslim women wear makeup, perfume, to attract their husband and do not wear it in public to attract fornication and adultery with other men. And they don't waste their time or their whole life comparing themselves with magazine cover women. Islam develops pious Muslim men who do not even look at any other women or pictures of women. Therefore, the marriage bonds and attraction are strengthened and protected. Does that make sense to you, Joseph? Hey, I'll play this space, man. Does yeah. that make sense to you, Joseph? That makes perfect sense, but okay. you, you actually twist everything, space Oh, man. yeah, I sure I do. No, 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 no. You're twisted. I'm telling you the truth. I'll tell you this. When you look at freedom, okay, that's why we invent everything here. It's because freedom breeds. No, no, no. We invent everything here because we bring people from like Nazi Germany that was working with Hitler to run NASA. We also bring we also bring people from all over the world, all right, like India to become doctors in this country. Freedom breeds creativeness, spacemen. This has nothing to do with pornography. I'm not. I'm not promoting pornography in the slightest bit. However, you know, you, you just look at how you twist everything. No, no, no. It takes money. It takes money to do research for things. Something. We have the money. They don't. That's a, why it gets done. You're, you're going to try and tell me that we are space. smarter, into, more intellectual oh, than obvious. someone on the other it's side of the earth? Oh, so Bill then Gates, we're not Bill equal. Gates, All men are not equal. If Bill Gates was born 
in Iran, I guarantee you we wouldn't have the Internet right now. So it Bill, be Bill Gates was given a gift by IBM, buddy. That's how he hey, got the money. You know, however Give me a break on that. Bill he didn't Gates, invent anything. Bill Gates invented that shit long time ago. He Bill did Gates. not invent you it. Look at, you look at what we invent in this, this side of the world. I'll tell you, let's get back to the basics here, Spaceman. Look, let's look at the intolerance of the Quran. Okay, I'm deemed an infidel. All right. But uh, here we go again now with I your here we go now with your rhetoric that comes from CNN. I got a Greek Orthodox. I got a Greek Orthodox follower who is about ready to talk to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hold themselves up as martyrs. And they call and they call that civilized. These these women make themselves into martyrs. A fine young Palestinian woman. I believe I saw it on the TV a couple years ago. And, you know, you look at that, I think that is an awful travesty. It is a travesty, and you know what? Guess what? Those women are handpicked from the poorest of the poor no and choice. are brainwashed into thinking that they're doing something wonderful. And when they do dial their telephone number, their cell phone number to blow the belt up, guess what? The family gets a huge check. Go ahead. Uh, and, and that check used to be signed by Yasser Arafat. It will now be a... Be signed by Abbas. Go ahead. Spaceman, how's it going, man? Good. Listen, I just wanted to, I guess, try to articulate to this guy that these people that are in control, they don't have any allegiance. Like the the two percent that run the United States or England or whatever country it might be, they don't consider themselves to be American. Uh, and it's one thing that this guy's missing. If these guys are a group of people that well, this guy's you know, brainwashed totally. Like, I mean, that's why they're keeping him on. He's a perfect example. You, you look at, but like, even if you look at what's going on in Canada, like I mean, these countries. I mean, they, they want you to be nationalistic, but then that didn't work. So then they had to put the religions against each other. And what do, like, what do we have here? Like, I mean, yeah, some of the points he says, you know, whatever. I mean, granted, but I know Muslim people. All people are good inherently. Uh, and, and they're just putting us against each other because it's, it's the best way. Like, if you look at what's going on in the Middle East right now, uh, a lot of the burden has to be put on, like, the ruling the ruling parties and the ruling families in the Middle East. Because it's the elite rich. It's yeah, the elite rich yeah. everywhere you go. Everywhere it's you the go. elite rich that are running the show. But these guys, I mean, like, I mean, it's so much easier. The Romans and the Greeks used to do it. I mean, it's easier to... to it's to the same family members. The Greeks and yeah. the Romans are the same family members as the, uh, the families that are in control today. Control right now. I've done show after show on that, proving that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like, what's, what's the problem with it? You don't understand that... Yeah, people are getting killed. Yeah, people are frustrated. But, I mean, who's doing it to them? I mean, these, these royal families in Saudi Arabia, they don't consider themselves Saudi Arabian. They're and they don't they consider themselves they Muslims either. They don't consider themselves Muslims. They don't consider themselves anything, man. They're, they're on a different level, and that's what people got to start understanding. I mean, what's going on over here? It, it, it's ridiculous. Hopefully now, like, hopefully this, my life, I won't have to live through the, the, the real misery that's coming, you know, because timing, we're born in a good time, but, I mean... This guy's got to understand. I mean, these people in control here, even in this country, the top people, they're not, they don't consider themselves Canadian, man. Get that through your head. Yeah, but these then again, uh, you're like me. He'll tell you, uh, and, and I can let him speak for himself, but you know what? I want to move on. I want to get to another person, and he was a Hindu who has now converted to Muslim. Go ahead. You're on the air. And, Joseph, you're also on the air. Go ahead. Hello. Joseph. Yes, I'm on the air. All right, Tamala. Oh, hi, hello. Go ahead. Um, I just like to relate my story. Yes. I don't want to be attacked on the radio by somebody who is 
completely brainwashed by the wrong set of people. So what do you think of the um, fight over Kashmir then? Do you think that's civilized? The most beautiful place on earth was the She wants to make her point. You allow to make her point, please. I would just like to make my point. I don't want to argue with you. Yes, she's not taking questions. Okay, um, I'd just like to say that I came from a Hindu background, and three years ago, actually four years ago, I met my husband, and we got married a year after, and I converted to Islam. And being in the family that I've grown up in and the culture I've grown up in, converting to Islam has been a wonderful thing for me because. I've been around Muslim people, and his family is Muslim, and they are the most peace, peaceful people ever. They treat me like I'm their daughter. His parents treat me like I'm their daughter. They don't treat me anyhow. My husband, he doesn't control me at all. He, he takes care of me. I do whatever I want. I control everything, actually, all the finances, everything, you know, and it's, it's completely wrong for somebody to think that Muslim women are controlled by their husbands. You know, I live in this life, and I know what it is like, and it's nothing that what Joseph is saying. You know, I don't know where he's getting his information from. Well, I do. It's CNN. Exactly. And, you know, he's being brainwashed by these wrong media. And so what can I say? Oh, and, How to be my culture space? And anyway, Joseph, for you, I would like to let you know that you mentioned the Canada Arm. My husband's cousin is an engineer building it. Okay? So there, he, there is a Muslim building it. He's working on it. Okay? You know, it's so wrong for you to say these things. I mean, I, I've considered to Islam. How, how is it wrong? I, I find it disgusting the way anyway, they act. I find anyway. it completely disgusting, those people. What do you, you know what? Why do That's you your problem. Why, why do you think everyone immigrates to Canada and doesn't immigrate to Pakistan or India? Why do you think that is? Because it's because those are disgusting places to live. No, it's what are you not talking about. No, it's because anyway, in India there's honestly, a caste system, and if you're born an unemployed, if you're born into an unemployed coal miner's family, you'll grow up to be an unemployed coal miner. There is no chance for improvement. Well, that's it. Anyway, look, at, look at the way we live, statement. Yeah, you're, well, telling me, you're telling me that we're not superior. Please. We're not, Joseph. Okay. All yeah, men are equal. All men are equal. No, it's just that we're being pitted one against the other. Go ahead, Tamala. Yeah. So. Uh, growing up, I'm a Hindu, and Hindus and Muslims fight against each other. And, and I grew up in the Caribbean, right? And I grew up thinking that Muslim people are bad people, and they are not. And marrying a Muslim person was completely against my father's wishes. And now he has accepted my husband. He treats him like his own son. He treats My mom treats him like his own son. Everybody has accepted him for who he is. And these people are talking about Islam as such a bad thing, and it's not. You know, and one, one thing I've realized, that if everything in this world is so bad, right, and this world is fighting against one thing, and they, it's so bad, and they just want to get rid of the one thing that's well, good. Well, that's how that's they Islam. get us in control and fear. Exactly. By pitting one against the other. But here we have a situation of a Hindu who converts to Muslim religion and is living in Canada. You are the type of people that makes Canada great. Thanks exactly. for calling, Tamala. It's the Spaceman, 640 Toronto. A view from space back with more in just a minute. This is Space on the New Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. Emails pouring in at spaceman at 640toronto.com and space at 640toronto.com. Phone's jammed right now. When one hangs up, if you have something to say, 416-870-6400 or star 640 on your cell. The email 
I've picked this time is from James. Joe, my guest on the show here in the last 40 minutes or so, you are, in my view, talking like a fanatic, just like you accuse Muslims of doing. Listen to you talk. I can sense intolerance, hatred. You're lacking even balance on this subject. These Muslim fanatics you speak of that want jihad are very few. The ones that do want jihad are full of anger and lack balance thinking like you. Do you have a response to that, Joseph? Well, I have to say, you know, he can, he can sit and judge me, however, I can be the fanatic, you know, but it's funny that I'm not allowed to be proud of my culture, but yet we have Black History Month. Do you understand? I'm white, I'm Western, and I'm Christian, and I'm proud of my culture. My so, culture... So, so, so you think... Uh, my culture so drives all of them out of the so water. So you think blacks get an even break in our system? Oh, no, no, I, I'm not saying anything. Oh, we've blacks. given them a month. Oh, we can give them a day. Let's give them a day and then forget you know what the about thing it. Is, what? is because everyone wants everyone to be politically correct. So everyone else is the sheep, and I'm the one. I have the different view. And, no, no, no. You're saying, hey, I we give. Uh, you you say we treat blacks equally. You ever go down to the court uh, the court building and and watch uh, how many how many people are are uh, are, are being charged? Being charged with what? Well, with various crimes. Okay, what does that have to do with the price of eggs? Well, that has I mean, a lot to do with everything be because you see, the people that are fighting at the system and fighting back end up in court. And if you go down there, you'll see what I'm talking about. Hey, how about a statement? Yeah. You know, before, when I was going to tell you that website, you know, I have a website that's actually an India website, Sulika, connecting Indians worldwide. And they actually have a nice segment here by someone named Jashari Rama. Islam is evil and needs to be destroyed. Would you like me to give that website on the, on the air, Spaceman? I mean, let's, let's bring some, some balance to the show, maybe. Balance. Honestly, because you're stacking the deck against me. Why don't you no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm asking anyone. I got, here, here's one person. Agrees, but disagrees. Go ahead, Gord. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joseph. How, How you doing? doing? Pretty good. Uh, I agree. I like our culture, too, but I, there are parts of our culture I don't like, like prostitution. And i got to ask you this. Have you heard of a guy named Bill Hicks? And there's a reason why I ask you this. Have I heard of him? Yeah. No, I haven't. No? Okay. By, he's, a, he, he's a comic who died like, oh boy, uh, a 90, 94 of, uh, no, of pancreatic cancer. And he talked about uh, conspiracies. Uh, he doesn't mention the Illuminati by name, but he mentions, uh, he talks about uh, pop music and how, and, and malls. And he, actually one of his, his bits he says, he says, uh, uh, he talked about George Michael and, and Rick Astley and all these people in the, in the, in the 80s. Yeah. And he says that these people around there are, it, it's, it's a CIA plot to make you think, or think malls are good. Which it could be, could be. I think it is. I mean, I don't know. You could justify anything anyway, though. I mean, sure. Let, 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 let's be honest. I, I think pop music, if, if you take a look at it, take a look at how many people want to be us over here. That's why I'm so proud of us in the West. I mean, Japanese people in hordes are, are dropping their culture to become just like us. Yeah. And now, maybe, maybe in, in, in being sensible people, they're doing that. That's why you have Japan as like a manufacturing powerhouse when it comes to technology. 
Maybe that's what's also... different than, let's say, Iran. Right. Right? You, you, you right. see the difference there? Mm -hmm. and, and now I'm pegged as, you know, I'm the fanatic who's the guest on the show, but I would tell you, I bet you any money, I bet you there's more than 50% of people who agree with me. But... Because, no, there aren't. No, there aren't. Because of political correctness. No, they're not. They're not agreeing with you, you Joseph. You they're living that. in a dream world. Exactly. I'm this is a view from space on 640 Toronto. You are not going to have mainstream media people on this radio program. Because we all know what's going on. We're all thinking people, Joseph. We're not brainwashed by CNN. I don't even have a TV in my house, Faceman. And if you want someone to come over and check that out, they, they could damn well and also, and also, Joseph, Bill Hicks speaks out against mainstream media. Well, and I don't even watch TV. I'm, I'm, I'm being quite honest with you. I have you know the I like to read a lot. I don't watch... I, I hate TV as well. I mean, also because I'm blind as well. But I, I, I'm also against the, what the mainstream media feeds us. You know, all, all this... Now, remember this. You have to measure what it is that they feed you, right? I mean, you have to think, take it in, in as what it is. I mean, yeah. if it's coming from CNN, mm -hmm. obviously it's probably something that's tinted. It's all fear. Right? It's, it's all, all tinted towards some political thing that's it's, going on in the state. It's a part of the, of the mind war. I mean, I, 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 listen, to, I listen to everything, every, every radio channel and... All the news, it's basically part of this mind war. But what I say, what I say is this now. I don't condemn any of the people because I know in those places I actually have Muslim friends of mine. And what I notice is it's young Muslims. It's not the old, the old ones. The old ones are completely hell-bent on their thing. Now, the young ones, when they come here, You're they stereotyping they yes. see the freedom, and they say, wow. You know, I race bicycles with a guy who's from Libya. And you know what he said to me one time? He said, with this, as you saw the face, you actually have to see his face to, to get the full effect of it. He said, here in this country, I can be anything. And I so thought, that, wow, I thing. thought this poor guy grew up in such they, a shithole that they, he comes they, here and sees the light. And you know something, I'm here saying... Hey, that's I'm that's, also, that's, that's the also the fallacy in America, Joseph, that you can grow up from the poor slums and be president. No, you can't. I've got proof that all of the presidents are all related to one another. But now, and they're all elite rich families. Powell, though. Colin Powell. Interesting story that one. He yeah, came from. Yeah. He was in the war at age 17. Yeah, but let's go back family, before. Before. Do you know how we got really? to that position? Thomas Jefferson had black slaves. He made love to those black women. There were people born out of that union, and those are the people, the blacks today, that are high up. In the music world, in the political world, they have blood lineage, know, sir. Hey, on, That's that, why. That and you're not even looking at that. You didn't, that didn't even you enter your mind. But that's it, why. That's a little fishy there, big guy. What? That's a little I mean, fishy there. Oh, yeah, it is fishy, I, I, sure. I really yeah. You can't, you can't yeah. When was the last guy that didn't work for Paul Demeray that became Prime Minister of Canada? In the last 25 years. Name one, you can't. 
Hey, uh, David, I can't. But I will tell you this. That's a little fishy to pass a comment like that, because you can't say that Condoleezza Rice and Colin Powell, in their background, they have slaves in their background, that they were somehow related to George Jefferson. I mean, it's completely... Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Get it right. It's the Spaceman, 640 Toronto. I'll be from space. Coming back with more in just a moment. Oh, my God. A new era in Raptors basketball has begun. Prepare for a journey to places you didn't know existed. This is A View from Space with Gary Bell, only on the new Mojo Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Space with 640 Toronto. I'm going to get to the devil horns before this show concludes tonight. At least I'm going to try. The devil horns I'm talking about were displayed very prominently and quite often at the Bush inauguration. But first, uh, to the emails at spaceman at 640toronto.com or space at 640toronto.com. Hi, Mr. Spaceman. I hope that you're doing fine. I'm writing this message to give that guy who just called in and accused the religion of Islam being satanic, intolerable, and disgusting. Joseph does not know anything about Islam. As a matter of fact, I'm a Muslim and know what it is. In Islam, as my forefathers and my biological fathers and my uncles and teachers taught me and my relatives and everyone else, Islam is the most peaceful religion you could ever dream of. Women have equal rights in Islam as a man does. Women, the wife, are supposed to be given half of the earnings that a man gets and be paid for anything that they do that they can be seen as extra duties in the family. Islam has been given a bad image by those who pretend to be Muslim and those who are the leaders of the Arab countries who are Muslims who are not Muslims at all. Islam does not call for beheading, cruelty, violence, terrorism, abuse of women. If there's any religion, from my understanding, that stands for more human rights, freedom, and peace in the world, it's Islam. However, those who are in charge and so-called Muslims and being used by the people of Satan give Islam a bad image. Islam does not even allow Muslims to attack their enemies unless we are attacked. And we are to lay down our arms if the enemy stops attacking us. People have to wake up. Saudis' ruling family aren't true Muslims. I've stated that myself earlier in the program. The email goes on to say, Bin Laden is not Muslim. Zarqawi isn't Muslim. Any terrorist groups that carry out terrorist acts under Islamic names aren't Muslim, but puppets that are attached to the strings and being controlled by the so-called Illuminati. If I could educate that man, Joseph, about Islam, then I would. But from what he has said, I feel so offended. But we are taught to control our anger, and that is what I do. And may God, Allah, forgive that poor man who does not know what he's talking about. And if you go back in history, you will notice that the Muslim leaders of past times were the best rulers. Even the Jews and Christians lived under them. And they would not want to live under any other rulers than Muslims. But what Islam does 
has today is anti-Islamic rulers who often call themselves Muslims but are not. And he ends it with a nice sentence about the radio program. There's one more I just want to get to very quickly and then I'll take your calls. And I just want to read a part of it. it says It's from uh, Waga. Hey, spaceman. The gentleman quoted it saying that Islam says you can beat your wife. It is strictly forbidden. Sheikh Hamza Yusuf, currently one of the most respected Islamic authority figures in the world, and Dr. Umar Abdullah Farouk, both converts, have repeatedly said that beating your wife is forbidden. The reason why people misunderstand the Quran, including Muslims, is because the Quran is written in Arabic, and translating to English is extremely difficult to impossible because the words of one word in Arabic mean so many different things, and often they are hard to put in English. And he has one more thing to say for Joseph. Islam is the fastest growing religion in the West, including Canada. It also has the youngest median age in Canada, according to the Canadian government. I know why. He doesn't write this. I know why it's the fastest growing religion in the West. Because it is the only religion now that is actually standing up and guarding family values. Christianity is letting it slide by the wayside. They are not fighting anyone. They are giving it up. They are being a reed in the wind. They are manipulated. The person who writes this email, and I'll close with this on his email, writes also, as for the education aspect, I am a university student and my father is a university professor. We are from South Asia and if he looks around at who are educated, he will see that the most educated people in the university are often Muslims. And the emails just keep pouring in because they are outraged at this person who has been brainwashed by the monopoly media. As I've been saying for the past four years on this radio station, 640 Toronto. Go ahead, Ryan. You've waited a long time. I don't have Joseph, but I know he's listening. Yeah, I just wanted to call in uh, because it's Sean who applied to uh, Joseph before yeah. all these other real people. Yep. He should have been enlightened enough to uh, quit his stupidity, but he's a fake person. See, he said he listens regularly, but if so, he would have learned the Hegelian dialect by now. And I don't know, beyond all that, for, for all its obviousness, I learned this coming from a German background. And I don't know, I just it's laid one of the bricks in my foundation for converting to Islam. And I mean, this guy doesn't recognize that the cash control media is a form of an antichrist. He's obviously lied many times to every one of the listeners, and no other caller can be found to be lying at all. And it's, you know, it just inspired me to call and defend. Uh, I converted on the grounds of all the similar points that previous callers have made. Mm -hmm. And that's all I wanted to say to this guy. Thanks so much for the call. 
Absolutely honest person. Go ahead, Mona. You're on with the Spaceman at 640 Toronto. Hi. Hi, Spaceman. Um, I actually, actually wanted to comment on Joseph as well. Um, I'm a Muslim, and I do go to the University of Western, where um, there's a lot of Muslim women there. And um, first of all, I think if he if he said he's on the Internet, he can um, actually research a lot of different websites on Islam and the religion um, of, the, of women in Islam. And there's no... But he's thing. already made his mind up, see? He's yeah, already yeah. he's already allowed the information to be spoon fed to him through the monopoly media, the elite rich controlling the media. Yeah, and that's where he gets yeah. it from. You can tell. That's true. It's and so it's so obvious. It, he does but, not think for himself. Well, the thing is, I've I've um, encountered many of my friends, and they say the same thing that you know women are. You know, they don't have rights in Islam. Why do they have to wear the hijab? Um, they're beaten. They, they don't have the same respect. They hold a special place in each family and each relationship. And that's what I believe the Western women is looking for. Exactly. That and special place. And um, even, let's say, seven years ago, Islam wasn't, it wasn't even, like a lot of people didn't know Islam. They didn't speak of it. And now it's all over media. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing, but right. I just, I just want and to And it's the dress, too, because he opened up with the hijab. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and I want to I wanna say this, too, about the Western women. They don't want to compete with other women. And they find themselves competing by taking off more and more all the time. So that they're showing their body to other men who, who would desire them. So that they will be more desirable to their husband, who is the only one they really want the attention from. That's true. And the Muslim religion is the only one now that are defending those precepts. The Christian religion is allowing the Britney Spears to educate their daughters. Exactly. Even um, in Christianity, they had the, they they were the women were also um, you know required to wear um, a cover over their head. Well, sure. Uh, and right. uh, in, even in Islam, they don't say that a woman has to wear a veil. It's her decision, so, mm-hmm. you know, I think if she just goes on the Internet and just researches a little bit, mm-hmm. um, she'll understand it a little sure. bit more. Sure. I mean, uh, it, it, for, for men to wear tight pants in the Muslim religion is wrong. That, 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 that is something that they don't do because they don't want to show their body off to other women. And they also, uh, men have to lower their gaze as well when they're walking by women. So and, and, they, and, the, and the Western uh, world looks at that as a, a, a backward religion. Yeah. It's but all they're doing is stopping that temptation. That's true. And that's what the Abu Ghraib torture uh, stories were all about, sexual torture. Okay. Thank you, Stacey. So now you can understand uh, how humiliated those men were and what that war is that's really going on over there. It's about the war of religion, because the Muslim religion is the first one of the monotheistic religions to be warred against. Christianity is second, and then the Orthodox Jew will be the final. Right. Thank you so much for your call. Hi, go ahead. You're on with the spaceman, Alex. Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, well, it's a great show, like always. I just want to say that I completely do agree with you that religion is actually is being used, you know, to pin people against one another. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that, and I'll give you a perfectly good reason why. Because uh, Christianity is about loving your enemy, and, you know, that's not what Christians have been doing. You know, 
throughout our history. No, they're bringing back the Crusades because uh, exactly. when they started the uh, Crusades originally, it wasn't about religion at all. It was about taking back Jerusalem from the Muslims, claiming territory, real estate. Exactly. And then and it was trade routes. In the name of Christianity. Yeah, and then and trade routes. It's, it's, it's yeah. being used. It's being used completely. And I, I'm just, I was just completely shocked when Joseph was saying stuff about how we should be proud of the Western culture. But I, I don't understand. So, 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 you know, I'm part of the Western culture, but I'm definitely not proud of, you know, many things. And, yeah. I, you know, like, over wars, you know, over racism, over all the things have been going yeah. on. I mean, in mm -hmm. the 20th century alone, think of Nazism. Think of think of all those things. And you know, I'm just I, I just don't know how he he can be you know feeling there. Is, he should be completely proud of Western culture because you know I'm not. So I just that's what I think. And you're doing a great job and it's a great show tonight again. Thank you so much. I just wanted to leave Joseph on the radio for a while and give us a mirror image of who we think we are in the Western world. It's 6:40 Toronto. The show is called A View from Space. Think about the woman, the girl you knew the night before. This is A View from Space, 640 Toronto. I want to end the show with uh, Bush's inauguration. Because now you got pretty good sense of uh, who's battling in the last 45 minutes or so with just one brainwashed Westerner that brought out the people who think and brought out the people who have been demonized. Muslims. And that's what the fight is. The Muslims do not want the banking cabal to get them helplessly and hopelessly into debt and control their lives and control their children's lives. So they're fighting back. The Western powers, the Illuminati, the British and Americans running the point on this will slap the words Al-Qaeda on any area that falls into that category that wants to keep them out. In other words, it's a very convenient enemy with no uniform, no face, no home country that you can stick it on and then go get it. And that's what the next four years is going to be about with this Bush inauguration. I mean, what more evidence do you need than just the very point that he broke the 20th article in their Constitution, the 20th Amendment, that says the President's term ends at noon on the 20th day of January. That's when the successor's term begins. By tradition... The oath of office is administered exactly at noon. If you were here at the start of the show, you ought to have found out that Dick Cheney's oath was taken at 11.55 a.m. Lasted one minute 
George W. took the oath at 11.56 with four minutes remaining before noon. And at Skull and Bones, standard time is five minutes earlier than everyone else in the world. It's like Lombardi time in the old Packer days. So it was actually Skull and Bones time, or what they called Barbarian time. when they were signed in. So they broke a constitutional law with the inauguration time, right at the very beginning. And at the end, there seemed to be flashing satanic hand signals throughout the inauguration. I have been, I have been watching this devil's hands salute on many people, not just the Bushes. Deaf people claim that the sign is sign language for I love you. But that's when the thumb is pointing away from the palm and the finger. The Bush family did not have the thumb extended pointing away from the hand and the fingers. And the official reason that they were giving the devil horn salute was used because it was the sign of the University of the Texas football team, the Longhorns. And that's true. But what about the other world leaders and the elite rich that have been flashing this sign? Silvio Berlusconi, the Prime Minister of Italy. Dan Quayle. Bill Clinton. They've done it too. They don't have anything to do with Texas and the Longhorns. Although Dan Quayle is related to the Bush family. And the members of the Bush family gave the signal over and over and over during both inauguration and the evening ball. Not just when, as CBC's story published on the Internet says, when the marching band, the Texas Longhorns marching band passed by. It was also done in the evening ball. And I can see it a couple of times. Okay, you're trying to draw attention to your home state. But why so many times? What has Texas sports got to do with the national inauguration? This is clearly a satanic sign being flashed again and again. Why? Hold on, and I'll have an answer to that. On an album cover by rock band Deal, the album's called Holy Diver. The former Black Sabbath frontman Ronnie James sings for this band now. The black figure on the album cover in the picture obviously depicting Satan has him flashing this very same hand signal as Laura Bush and her daughters. So I guess the devil on the black on the uh, Dio album cover is a Texas Longhorn fan too. This sign's been flashed by King Abdullah II of Jordan, the King of the Hashemites, Vladimir Putin, Paul McCartney, General Tony Franks, the commander of Operation Desert Storm, Metallica, thousands of times. They did it for a purpose. The Europeans were shocked. They knew it was a satanic hand signal. And when you put it up with your thumb above the two fingers you're holding down, it means they're putting a curse on you. And that's exactly 
what the Bush family were doing with America and the world watching. Coast to Coast next. This has been a view from space. I'm space. I'm out. Hockey.